Welcome back to the Second Take Podcast. We're here on episode 10 at our first public event at KOK Wings and Things of Lafayette, Louisiana. Before we get into the topics, I'd like to introduce our special guest, Mr. CEO Corey Ragboy McCoy. How you doing today, Corey? I'm doing lovely. I'm so honored to be a guest on Second Take Podcast. I'm glad these guys invited me out to do this. You know, this is this is amazing, David. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of y'all boys. Tenth episode. Yes, that's sir. crazy. Like that's consistency. You know, keep it going until right. we get to a hundred, and then we're gonna that. double that up. We're gonna double it up. We got bigger and better every time we show up. Appreciate Absolutely. that. So. <clears throat> We have some interesting topics that, per- some of them particularly uh, pertain to Corey's Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Corey, I hope you can handle the heat in the kitchen. Mm. Adam, you want to uh, take a look? I can take us handle away? all the heat in the kitchen. Our, find out. our topics today will include, is Jalen Hurts a true franchise quarterback? Howie Roseman's draft decisions for the last couple of years. The reactions of the Eagles draft this year, we'll be talking about, we'll bring back Would You Rather. Today's uh, candidate is Terry McLaurin. Uh, We'll be talking about UFC, the past uh, main event, and we'll be talking about the upcoming main event, UFC 277. We'll be talking about the NBA offseason. We'll be talking about Zion Williams and his rookie contract, and we'll also be talking about the MLB, the MLB All-Star Game, and who got snubbed from the All-Star Game, and always finishing off with our final takes. But... Today, we start with the Philadelphia Eagles, starting with Jalen Hurts being a true franchise quarterback. Now, obviously, Corey, this being your team, I will pass it on straight to you. Do you think your franchise will take it forward with Jalen Hurts? All right. Before I get into the Jalen Hurts question, first I got to answer the whole Nick Foles situation. Oh, oh God. Here we go. All right. Since this is my first podcast where I get to speak on my team, I got to have it on the record. All right. Mm -hmm. That Philadelphia fans don't give a fuck about Nick Foles. Can we get first? Yeah. Yeah. Let's rate it. E for everyone, Corey. I don't care if he won a Super Bowl. I don't care if they got a statue of him outside the stadium. We never liked Nick Foles. Really? And I hate Nick Foles to this day. He's trash. So (laughs) is Jalen Hurts the true franchise quarterback? Mm -hmm. Yes. He is the true franchise quarterback. I love Jalen Hurts. I love where he came from, Alabama. Great pedigree. You know what I'm saying? He's used to the big moment. Right. He's not going to have a fucking uh, a heart attack or a midlife crisis if somebody else has to start a little bit before him like Carson Wentz did. Right. You get what I'm saying? Hmm. You know? So I, I like Jalen Hurts. I like how he handled everything. I like how he is handling everything. I'm not hearing, I'm not seeing him eating whatever that dude from Kentucky was eating. Oh, <laughs> I was going to get into that. Oh, mixing mayonnaise in his fucking coffee. What kind of shit is that? He's not mixing mayonnaise in his coffee. Absolutely So not. it's looking like a good offseason. And, you know, I'm excited. I love Jalen Hurts. I'm so, a fan. So, Lama? Yeah, I, I definitely have to agree. You know, as, as the Cowboy fans would say how delusional they are, you know, in terms of their fan bases. Oh, no, 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 no,
And, uh, you know, in his rookie campaign, he did go one and three in a four-game stint. However, he did prove that he had that athleticism. He had that drive. He had that willingness to bring the Philadelphia Eagles to that next step, to bring the Philadelphia Eagles to potentially that championship. Now, I'm not saying they will next year. However, I do think that he can lead them down the road. Um, I, he reminds me a lot of a, a Dak Prescott, you know, having that it factor. You know, he reminds me a lot of his rookie year in Dak Prescott in, in Dallas. Going, you know, 13-4 and four was a different, different circumstance and different situation. But the Eagles, especially after this draft, and we're going to get into that, you know, in, in, in a few minutes, they really surrounded Jalen Hurts with a, a team that can win now. You know, um, last year the Eagles ranked third um, in terms of rushing offense at 143.3 yards per game. They led the NFL with an average of 208.7 yards per outing since week eight. And the Philadelphia Eagles only had three players ranked in the top 11 in rushing yards over that three-week three span, and that was Jalen Hurts with 186, Jordan Howard with 211, and Boston Scott with 186. Hey. The, the young quarterback and the QB1 of the Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion, has refined himself as a pocket passer. We know that he can use his legs to... You know, on the third down and fives, we know that he can get the first downs. We know he can use his legs to extend the plays and to get those those first downs. The question really was is whether or not he can throw, especially in the pocket, right. on the run, and things like that. I I do believe that the Philadelphia Eagles have found their quarterback, and I, it, it might take a few more years for him to develop as that true pocket passer. But the direction they're headed in, with the draft picks they have coming up. The Eagles, the Eagles gonna be very scared with Jalen Hurts. Hey, and if Jalen don't work out, they got a guy with a mullet behind him. Oh, you know he got. Hey, 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 hey fucking hey, go, man. Hey, hey, here we go. Uh -oh. you know? We, we get into it now. To get on the hey, I'm on. I'm on <laughs> the side when it comes. <laughs> to it now. Gonna miss you and me <laughs> like this. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, I wish Jacksonville would have kept him. Now I think that's their biggest mistake. Oh yeah. To yeah. replacing him with Trevor Lawrence. I feel Lawrence. like he did pretty good. I, I think like he did good he did too. Pretty good with you know. I think he did, did good, good too, but. Getting into Jalen Hurts, so I want to start out what the Eagles did as a franchise this year. So they recruited and rebuilt their O-line. <laughs> so with the acquisition of A.J. Brown, that gives another weapon to Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at it this year, Pro Football Focus ranks them at number seven, the best offensive roster talent. But if you look at Jalen Hurts in college, he had four elite receivers. He had running backs that went in the first and second round. He had all offensive linemen that got drafted, and he still got replaced. Why? Because of his inaccuracy. Okay. The reasoning, the reasoning of his inaccuracy was just like too hard to handle. Then you had, you know, my quarterback step in and went there, but that's a that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, I'm out. We, 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 Every we're talking episode, about college. we end up really getting back to my We're talking about college. Okay, right okay. Now. We are, we are really? Alabama. Correct. First correct. of all, when Nick God. Saban benched Jalen Hurts. That was fucked up. <laughs> come on, that was beyond fucked up. But look at look at looking beyond that. You come into the the NFL and Jalen Hurts was 19th in QBR last year. It's not great. It's not no. good. You want to know who he's behind? Shut up. Just okay. Just, just shut up. No, no, no. You know what? Just say it. Just say it at this point. So you know what's coming. He was behind Wentz and you know somebody y'all have little to no respect for. We're just gonna leave it at that. They were 0 6 against playoff teams. Last year, okay. Um, if he's, it, it comes down to just being consistently accurate. I mean, if they did not, make the playoffs, though. 
I was about to ask that. Did they make the playoffs? In the worst division in the NFL. They did. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 like I said, behind Carson Wentz and Tua, um, he, if he's simply not accurate, he can't go nowhere. The roster's talent, you look how talented Cleveland was. Odell Beckham. Was. Was, exactly. Their team's disbanded now. They never got nothing going with that. Yeah, they got their first win in what, fucking years? Yeah. But guess, guess who? The New York Jets. Uh-oh. Who the fuck is respecting the New York Jets? Nah, I, mean, so, I mean, your dad's right behind <laughs> you, so. I don't care. The Jets suck. I know you hear me. Talk about my Jets. Okay, so. Anyway. The losses of the other team's players is going to propel the Eagles to the head of the, like, the lead in a weak division. Uh, okay. Cool. I... I like, going back to what you said, Jalen Hurts isn't the answer right now, and he might develop into that answer, but just right now, it's just like, it's not looking good. What I got something to talent. say about this, man, because I listen Go to so it. many sports podcasts, and they're like, can he throw? <laughs> yes, he can throw. He's a quarterback. Yeah. Can't his QBR, all of that stuff. Look, none of that stuff matters. And look, to I'm be a, a great quarterback. I'm you know about I'm about to get into it. It takes cojones. <laughs> it so takes look, grit. So look, I'm going to give you a couple numbers. So he's, he's played two years in the NFL. Right. First year he went one and three. That was his rookie's year. Right. Last year he started. Right. Okay. So in two years, one and a half years, he is 342 for 580. Okay, that's, that's, 50, that's good. 59 percent. That's good. Above 50. That's all that okay. matters. In yep. two years, he has over 4,000 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Now, I will tell you this: this is with one one receiver, Devontae Smith. Right. Now he yeah. has two right. receivers. Oh, yeah. we're gonna two, get into that. Two Aguilar oh. don't count. Two receivers. <laughs> he's dropping everywhere he goes. He's oh, no, dropping. He can, no. yeah, I hope he don't got a baby because he probably dropped that baby. Oh, oh man. Oh man. Now, Shit! The difference between having one good receiver and two good receivers is astronomical. Oh yeah, very astronomical, especially especially one like the one we just got. Exactly. Yeah. So having you, you don't want to talk about the Eagles draft wide receivers. Oh, hey, 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 we gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. Second, but right now they looking like they're about to run the NFC. Mm-hmm. Right now they looking like. Jalen Hurts is becoming that franchise quarterback. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, he's he's entering he's entering this league with the mindset that he's entering the same as other quarterbacks. Everyone wants a power thrower, yeah. someone who's gonna throw it deep, and someone who can get out the pocket. Yep. Right. Jalen Hurts enters that. Right. Same with Josh Allen. Same with Patrick Mahomes. Same with Lamar. All can well, get out the pocket. I mean, they passing. Can all, they, I mean. I say I'll put it like this: Jalen Hurts' accuracy. There's nothing wrong with his accuracy when he's comfortable in the pocket. Yeah. Now, when he rolls out, that's when you get these overthrows and, and, and throwing but, out of bounds and shit. Like, 
All of that but, is a part of football. They're not robots. I, mean, I know. They're I not know, robots. But, but that, that's, that's his game plan. Like but, if, if if that's your game style, you gotta attribute to that. But that's a part of his growth, though. We we all know quarterbacks go through that. You know, Lamar's right. going through that right now, right. where he has to transition to a better passer. We know he can run. We know that he's a great. Like a great runner of the, uh, when he has the football in his hands. We understand that. The whole offense has been built around him. Kyler Murray the same way. He's a little bit shorter. He can still pass very well and efficiently. And he's a, a great runner of the football. Uh, football. Right. Jalen Hurts' biggest problem is out of the pocket and being uncomfortable. Now, when it comes to throwing, we know that as an NFL quarterback, it takes time. Okay? Right. I'm not saying yeah. that Jalen is developed as a quarterback because he's not right now. It's going to take him a few more years. And look, like and I said, he'll be just fine. Like I said, but right now, this is his. He's the quarterback of the Eagles, and I, I believe that going forward. He's right? entering right. his second full year. Yeah. So that's when Nick Sirianni is the as a head coach. Yeah. You're basically put him on the same pedestal as Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence just is about to enter his second full year. Is he not? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the controversy that surrounded Jacksonville is way bigger than the controversy. Uh, yeah, I understand that, but I'm saying in the spectrum was of the controversy, the controversy of Jacksonville. What's the controversy? Oh, Jacksonville? No, I mean, I understand the controversy, but it's Jacksonville. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he got a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bro, it looks like Mario owns that fucking team. Y'all ever seen the owner? Oh, I have. It looks like What's fucking Mario. I don't remember his name, but I just know that the last game of the year, they dressed up all as clowns to oh make fun of him. That's hilarious. But I, I do see Jalen Hurts being the quarterback. Five years from now. Yeah. I would, Seven years from now. I would trust him more to him. An eagle. I just hope he doesn't end up like Cam. Make it to that Super Bowl and then fizzle out. Because they their play style is very but, similar. But, yeah. See, but it, was, it was a lot more with Cam, though. It's a lot of the shoulder and, like, after the Pittsburgh game when, uh, I hate to say bring it up, whenever he, he tore his rotator yeah. or whatever it was, he was he hasn't been the same since then. Also, right. you're talking about two different people. Cam Newton, Jalen Hurts. Outside I, of football, I didn't say that. That was him. Outside of football, are two. Yeah, I mean, I know, but their play style was similar. Their play style was similar between yeah, between Cam and Vince Young is who I compare Jalen Hurts to the most similar. Okay, that's a good comparison. Okay, those are two good comparisons. Let me tell you why I think Jalen Hurts is a true franchise quarterback of the Eagles. Let's hear it. He can deal with adversity. I agree. That's yeah, what it takes to yeah. be. A good player in Philadelphia, regardless. Oh yeah. Like if you can't deal City with adversity, one, the fans are not gonna respect you. No. Two, like we're never gonna sit there and count on you to get us out of those tough moments in the game. Right. And NFC lease, whatever y'all wanna call it. <laughs> y'all cannot say that our division is probably one of the most competitive divisions against each uh, other. Oh, year I guess after year. We never just sweep the division yeah. rarely ever in the NFC. Because y'all all suck. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Oh, we man. Y'all all equally bad, Corey. We're that's why. That. Now, don't start. You just started winning games in your division. You <laughs> just started winning games Look, in your division. He's, he's the same I guy. went through he's the eight and eight seasons. <laughs> I've, I've dealt he's with it. He's about to go through it again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he's still real. on the Tower Hill high. Small don't worry about it. But it, mm. it takes cojones to really be a true quarterback. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I hear what y'all talking about. Can they throw? Can they do this? Can they do all that? All right, those are stats. Those are all of that stuff. That's cool. I look at the spirit of a player. Mm-hmm. Because when all else fails, 
that duck, that those data points are not gonna make you win the game. Yeah. It's gonna be when they get in the huddle and they got some spirit. Are they gonna make people perform to their best of their ability? Are they gonna affect the other players? I believe that. Nick Foles didn't do that. Mm -hmm. So okay, so when you still want this is Nick Foles. This is Nick Foles. Still want a Super Bowl. Though. No, he managed the you game put, until other people. Uh, you, put, you put Nick put Foles as a again. backup quarterback. He's going to perform when he has to come into the game. If you name him the starter, he's going to shit out and waste all the money you paying him. He's gonna. He's done it already. Yeah, exactly. Multiple teams. Let me ask you this, Eli Manning. <laughs> Did he have just the best intangibles in the world? Fuck no. A lot of people no. thought he was kind of slow. Like, he was built like he was a Roblox <laughs> character. <laughs> oh, right. Man. But that man had spirit. That man had pride. That man defense. had a pedigree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He knew how to just get the shit done at the yeah. end of the day. And knew how to be Tom Brady. Got yeah, most Super Bowls. Wait, does he got most Super Bowls than his brother, don't he? Yeah. 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 Got most yeah. Super Bowls. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they got two. I think they both got two. They both got two. He won one in Indiana. Yeah. Whenever they play the Chicago Bears, no way to If we're going off intangibles and data and who's the perfect quarterback, shouldn't Peyton Manning have two times as many Super Bowls as Eli? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Peyton Manning was damn near a perfect quarterback. Yeah. But yeah, did he point. have that spirit? Nah, Eli had that spirit. He that's had why he got it. Any yeah, I was about to say that. He, he had, had a big ass forehead. <laughs> he had a big forehead. Couldn't he get had a lot of things. Though. A lot of things to think about in that it's, forehead. He couldn't yeah, get yeah. out of the pocket. It's your, it's your big ass head, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we move on from you know Jalen Hurts being the franchise quarterback, whether or not he will or will not be, to how Howie Roseman, y'all. I can only credit him with good <laughs> the last two years. The last two years? Yeah. If, if you manage, if you telling me hey, grade him over the last two years, I say he did great. But if you telling me since 2010, Ah. I'm gonna tell you that he did ah. not so great. <laughs> let me give y'all a different perspective and think about how. Okay. It's different types of franchises in the NFL. Some, like Miami, is a free for all. We've never been successful before. It's been a long time since Fuck you, the only team Damn. that go Whoever undefeated, Corey. The Damn. only team that go undefeated, Corey. Fuck you. <laughs> Whoever wants to come in here and provide us some value, we got an open door, right? You got those type of franchises. The Miamis, the Jacksonvilles, the, you know, all of those. Damn, he linked you up with the Jacksonville, like the bottom of the fucking barrel, bro. Look, that's terrible. Then you have franchises who are a lot more political. Mm -hmm. yeah. You gotta think about that. It's not just about winning. It's about how you win, it's about who you won with, it's about all the history, are you paying respect to the people who are in place. Philadelphia is one of those franchises, it's one of the oldest yeah. teams in the league. Like, right. It's very political, all the moves that they made. Yeah. I feel like Howie has done a great job of managing the team year over year regardless of expectation like the Eagles have never been irrelevant not for very yeah, yeah. long I mean you're not, you're not wrong they've like, never been irrelevant and that means he's doing a fucking great job you know what I'm saying that means he's he's knocking it out of the park but so, how much how much does irrelevancy measure up to championships one 
Yeah, exactly. See, like it, it hurts me hearing a Miami fan talk about championships. I mean, like, I'm just like, saying, hey, so hey, hey, I'm just saying. Hey, listen, like, you're hearing hey, from a Miami hey, and a Bills hey, fan, all right? Hey, uh, hey, I got leverage. Total of, I think maybe how many? I, how many hey, I got leverage though. I got six, so I, I, I remember that. How many y'all won? Two. Okay, we have zero. We're, so oh. who won the Super Bowl most recently? Yo. All right. <laughs> Let's talk Look about at the group of people we Let's have talk about oh, no. That's that's Let's talk about Howie. Oh man, okay. You know so, what I'm saying? They win with Nick Foles. So I'll bring you back to Nick Foles. Carson Wentz won that Super Bowl. Nick Foles just managed the he, fucking he clean up. up he, he, showed right. up he showed up at the end and tried to act like he did the whole school project. He came no, you up. did it, Nick. You didn't do shit. You just came and put your name on the paper, and now you're getting all the credit for it. Fuck Nick Foles, man. So, um, Go on. I'm, I, I will say that in the NFL, it's very hard to be able to draft somebody that you know is going to be a superstar. Right. Okay, it's mm-hmm. very hard to tell when Tom Brady was, Brady was a six-round pick and knowing that he was going to be the greatest of all time. 199th, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, right. it's very difficult. But if recent history shows anything, it's that Howie Roseman and I—I I, I don't mean to go you know that way with you, but when it comes to wide receivers in particular, it's mm. it just hasn't been the most favorable position that he's drafted. Right. You know? um, he passed on Jeff or J- Justin Jefferson, you know, having 348 receiving yards most in four notable. games. DK Metcalf averaging 25.2 yards per Damn. catch this I'm season. Fine with Justin. And then T. Higgins, who I think is an absolute <laughs> superstar. T. Higgins, DK Metcalf, is Tantas. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I got more, I got more. So, <laughs> when, when, when it comes to wide receivers, I'm, I'm going to break down the years when Howie Roseman has drafted wide receivers from 2020 right, to 2016 and who they could have got. I got that too in my notes. Who they could have got. All right, hold on. You, hey, I'll, I'll go 2020 and 2019. You go the rest of them, all right? All right. Want to do that? So in 2020, you picked Jalen Rager, the 21st right. pick. Right. And you had Justin Jefferson. You had Brandon Ayuk, who was, you know, he's, 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 a, he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's you know, he's, he's not the best, but, you know, I, I mean, uh, wide receiver. He's not the best, but, you know, he's, he's all right. And then T. Higgins, who I, I think is a true number one, and I think he's a – a much better upgrade over Jalen Rager, but you just kind of missed on that. When it comes to higher rules, in 2019, you've drafted Andre Dillard, I believe, the offensive tackle mm-hmm. out of Washington, like Washington or something like that, um, where you could have gotten Marquise Brown, you could have gotten Debo Samuel, um, and then in the second round, you drafted, and this, I don't know if this one's going to sting, J.J. Arcega Whiteside. Mm. Uh, you could have got... DK Metcalf? Mm, the man who don't know who his last name is. <laughs> he don't know which one he want to go with. T- Terry, he he could have got Terry McLaurin. He could have got Parrish Campbell. He could have got Deontay Johnson or Hunter Renfro. I didn't hear CD Lamb on his list. Oh, no. Hey, hey. Because the Cowboys fucking moved up one yeah. spot to get Which him. was the biggest no. wide receiver draft pick that we missed, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I, about think, that. I think Justin Jefferson's Justin Jefferson is the biggest. Justin Jefferson is the biggest. I think that hurts. I know that hurts. Day, y'all are gonna look back at this podcast, and a player that CD Lamb is gonna turn into. Uh, yeah. So CD Lamb bigger than Justin Jefferson. On, on finish. 2018, they traded to take Dallas Goddard. 2018. Right. They could have got Corbin Sutton, James Washington. He's alright. I like or Michael Gallup. Okay. Which isn't great, but how it turned out, honestly, like yeah, Alice Goddard was, was my fantasy yeah. title. Yeah. So, so I, I feel like that was a good pick. That, that was a good one. Yeah, 2017, the they picked Sidney Jones in the second round when they could have gotten either Juju Smith Schuster. Oh wait, this one's gonna sting. Cooper Cup. Oh shit, the 
best receiver in the league. And then this one's going to really stink. In 2016, in the fifth round, they drafted, I think he's an offensive lineman. I can't say his name. I think he's from Hawaii. I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> they say the, the <laughs> next pick, Tyreek Hill. I'm about to drop my mic on that one. So it's it's not that it's a lack of effort from Howie Roseman. It's just that he's missed on so many wide receivers. Now, like I said, in 2018, the Dallas Goddard trade, that's, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that one but either. But the other receivers where you drafted offensive tackle and you could have got, you know, I didn't even know about the Tyreek Hill one. Thank you for saying that. <sighs> I mean, it's, uh, that's tough. Hey, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. I don't know how the other divisions work. And trust me, I love a great wide receiver. We need a great wide receiver. Mm -hmm. We've had great Sean wide Jackson. receivers. We've had great wide receivers. But in the NFC East, you need those people in the box. I agree with that. If you don't got those people in the box, those little fancy, prancy wide receivers ain't going to be able to help you do nothing. I agree nothing. with that. Think about it. Who has the most sacks in the league? Out of the division. Per, oh, no, I'm oh, not talking about oh, players. Oh, like, okay. oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know on me, but I, I just know I off say. real. Look up the NFC East oh, wow. compared to other divisions and how many times we touched a quarterback in our division. Think about who's been playing in the NFC East. These quarterbacks get sacked on a regular basis. The NFC East always boasts some of the best linebacker crews, some of the best D-line crews oh, in yeah. the league. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm not gonna disagree with if that. If you ignore that offensive line, defensive line, linebacker tangent, it's when it comes to the NFC East, you're gonna get smashed. You're not have time to throw it. It's, it's not about that yeah. though. It's more about the receivers. Now I have to agree with you. They've got the Eagles in particular just recently got a, a stud out of Georgia, which we're gonna talk oh, about absolutely. in just a minute. Oh, oh yeah, they got yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, both of them. They, both they, of them. Yeah, Kobe Dean. Yes, both they got. They, they had Derek Barnett, <laughs> who was a good linebacker. The the Cowboys getting Michael Parsons last year. I have no disagreement with that. I have no disagreement with that. The question mark that that comes to my mind is when it comes to the receiver. If you just draft Justin Jefferson, you probably go twelve and five, and you'll probably go further to probably the divisional round. I guess you can say rather than the wild card. That, that's all I'm saying. If if you draft one of those over the other, then you're fine. That that's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. The offensive line has always been good. Don't get me wrong. All right. The I'm question has always become the wide receiver when it comes to higher. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Okay, in this go one. for it. And I'm gonna take Corey side real quick. I do like what he has to say about. I never, I never considered, you know, thinking of the division as a whole as you need people in the box. All right. I never. I'm playing devil's advocate here. So I never considered, you know, you need people in the box, especially because of who you got around you. You need people on that line to protect the people from the box. So I mean. He does make a point whenever he says you can't throw the ball if you can't throw it to somebody if you can't throw the ball. Tell me this. Tell me this. Am I lying? Who is the first two picks we had? D-tackle, center. Right. Box. Yeah, he's yeah, he Box. But at the you same time. You need people in the box. You don't, you don't just play the yeah. NFC East. Yeah. I, I, look. Well, again, I mean, I mean so you play him six times time a Time out. What? You just said we don't just play the NFC East, right? But what's the division called? Y'all gave me the, the NFC East. NFC East. So yeah. if we can beat everybody in our division, don't we get a shot at the playoffs? Yeah. 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 But y'all don't make a pass round one? Look, we'll handle that problem when we get there. <laughs> We got to get to the fucking playoffs. <laughs> right. First. That's the goal. That's the oh, first yeah. goal. That's the goal. No, and look, I'm still playing devil advocate here. I do. I do. All right. So getting A.J. Brown, 
Yeah. With the trade? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll what a fucking dra- hold up. Let, what a fucking draft night surprise right there with yeah. the AJ Brown. Yeah. That was crazy. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll Do you have anything that. to say about Howie Roseman? Drafting um, receivers fin- in particular. Finished the Lawman Lawman kinda touched on my whole topics, but I just want to name the wide receiver bus from nineteen eighty four to two thousand. <laughs> you went back. And, God, I got a to two thousand and twenty one. Who, who, who's the quarterback? I mean, Dude, it, it don't even fucking matter. You can throw it to nobody. Fuck. So right, the misses were Kenny Jackson, who Freddie Mitchell, oh. who Nestle Aguilar, Butterfingers, and oh. Jalen Rager, Dollar General, Justin Jefferson. So what I have to say about the Eagles wide receiver room is just don't even draft wide receivers. Just work with the waiver wire. Like, just trade. Like, um, that's the game plan. That's all that's game plan. The game. Don't even, don't even no, try. No pretty ass wide receiver out of college. He ain't even been hit. He ain't even been hit by a grown man coming across the middle yet. Wait, who? We don't want to see that. Who the fuck is Jalen Rager, Corey? Let me tell you something. I see, all y'all thing. forgot. All y'all forgot, <laughs> I right? I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. Y'all forgot <laughs> when we draft, when we had pretty, uh, what you call it? Skipper. Huh? Talking about Jeffrey? No, 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 no. Before Alshon Jeffrey. Let me tell y'all something. Who? I'm going to tell y'all something. Kidding. Y'all remember when Reggie Bush got annihilated on the fucking sidelines <laughs> by an Eagles player? No, I remember this shit. It was a cornerback. Oh, I forgot his name. What was his Leo name? Leo fucking Shepard. Yeah, yeah. Shepard. <laughs> Our corner. He had a whole, bro, he had a whole mixtape of just lighting people up. He was like, he was Our like the Sean Taylor bag. of the Eagles. Our cornerback. Why? Because in the NFC East, we want hitters, we want killers, yeah. we want people who want to take you off the field. Think of, bro, that's all we draft for. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. when we're drafting, we're not looking for no pretty little wide receivers who are all fancy. That's why you named Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson has some size, but he's still too pretty. If you think about eagle draft picks for wide receivers, they're all tall. They're and all vertical. big. They all They're all vertical. vertical. We like big wide receivers. We like big tight ends so that we can just get it up there and they can make plays when they need to, vice versa. We're not looking for all those route running. Even if your quarterback's flashy. throwing ducks? Even if the quarterback's throwing ducks. You get what I'm saying? Oh, man. <laughs> and listen. J.J. Arcee White side. That's, that's where we're going. I'm not saying our philosophy has been the best because when we went against that philosophy, we were successful. Deshaun Jackson. Awesome. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and y'all had T.O. Like, bro. y'all had a good amount of people for a little bit. Bro. I just think y'all didn't use them right. So, you can't shit on Howie. You can't shit on Howie when this year he noticed his flaws, right? We all supposed to improve year over year. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to do something aggressive and get us a receiver this time. But And, but, and between, he did that. Between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Jets, I do believe they had two of the most impressive drafts. Yeah. No, I do too. I do too. I don't think it's going to significantly improve their team at this moment, uh, this year. I mean, but it's good for the future. I, I like what I they did know. this year to make a push for this year. No, I, I really like the first round picks in, in the in the center from. Um, I can't remember where he came from, but Cam Jurgens. Yeah, Jurgens. Yeah. Jurgens from Nebraska. He's, Nebraska. Yeah. So he's the he's, most he's the he's most good. athletic center in the NFL, though. So, like in my opinion, draft class. So that. This is a good transition to move on to our next segment, which is how they drafted this year compared yeah. compared to how they drafted last year. Right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna cut you off real quick. I think their draft this year was amazing. I think I, it was too. I put them awesome. at top, at least top, maybe top and three, we, top five. We, we were actually together on draft night watching yeah. that. Yeah. And I thought that I thought the Eagles and the Jets had the best draft. Having yeah. having getting a wide receiver this season 
especially AJ Brown, having Deontay again, we've already talked about Devontae Devontae Smith and AJ Brown on the same field, being on the same team right now. Especially with Jalen Jalen Hurts being friends already with Devontae Smith. That's and, a and AJ Brown. And AJ Brown. Yeah. Right. That's a good connection to have. Great connection. Because to have a good connection with your wide receiver core as a quarterback, that helps. Because then you back in the pocket. I mean, Patrick Mahomes even said it. He used to be like, fuck it. Tyreek Hill somewhere down there. Yeah, somewhere yeah. down there. Yeah. Now Jalen Hurts could be like, fuck it. One of my receivers are down there. Down Especially AJ Brown. He yeah. fits, and, he fits and, the character. And, and that's what. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's what they think. I think. The whole Julio trade kind of outshined how good A.J. Brown was. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee took that for granted. Right. And I really don't think they should have let him go, but that's a great yes. pickup for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. That is something they, they really need to And that's, oh, where yeah. give, that's where I give Howie Roseman a lot of credit, okay? He's drafted very unknown receivers, and they haven't lived up to their potential. He went out and got a proven superstar in A.J. Brown. Paid him Facts. a lot of money. They had to. Okay. They needed that. Okay. They in the first round they move up to the fifteenth overall uh, I'm sorry, they moved from the fifteenth overall pick up to the thirteenth overall pick to select Jordan Davis, the big defensive tackle out of Georgia. Which is an absolute game record. Thirteenth overall, man. Thir- thir- thirty thirty two <laughs> tackles, fourteen quarterback hurries, five point five tackles for losses, and two sacks last year at Georgia. Honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't take him off the ta- yeah. table of defensive player of the year. Uh, yeah. What do you what do you have to say about uh Jordan Davis? I already told you. In the NFC East, we sacked the quarterback. Right, there we go. But like you that. don't think Dak Prescott shit out his spine? Oh, oh, bro. If, I was, oh, if I was any bro. of them quarterbacks and I see big old six, Dak seven, already got back problems, man. Dak already hurt. So He's they, scared right now. So Howie Roseman essentially filled a need that he needed a defense tackle. We, right. I mean, they have Jalen Hargrave, so they got from Pittsburgh. They brought oh, Fletcher Cox you know, back. Uh, Fletcher Cox back. They did get him. They got him back. We um, they, they upgraded the defensive the side um, of the now, when it comes to High Roseman, he knows that he hasn't drafted great receivers. So what he did is said, all right, A.J. Brown, Tennessee Titans, you're probably going to be going from the next year. Let's trade for you right now. So they end up trading the 18th overall pick and a third-round pick to the Tennessee Titans for A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is career stats in 43 games. He has 185 receptions, 2,995 yards, 24 touchdowns and a catch percentage of 62%. So he immediately makes the life of Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, and Quaz Watkins, I believe his name is. Quiz. Quiz, yeah. Quiz, Quiz Watkins. Watkins. A lot easier. You know, he's, so, got, he's got strong hands, though. I got to give it to him. Yeah. He's got strong so, hands. So Howie Roseman avoided the unknown because at that point, you didn't have a really a lot of wide receivers that you could take. You know? There were some. There were some good players out there, there but you went out the board. But like, you went out and you got somebody that has proven. Mm-hmm. And I think you did a fantastic job draft night. Man, I think. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How did you watch draft? Did no, I didn't watch the draft. I was getting the updates to my phone. So I'm gonna see what all y'all. I don't give a fuck with everybody how, else. How was, how was that night for you, especially? Well, when I saw that first pick came through, I did a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time as an Eagles fan since I felt like we had a draft pick that I could just hop on the, the bandwagon behind and just go all the way with. Mm-hmm. That man like, is a beast, bro. He is that guy. That man is a beast. He is that guy. You get what I'm saying? I do. And not only that, like the fact that we get the linebacker out of Georgia, mm-hmm. they used to play and get it. Think about it. 
when the D tackle messes up, the linebacker is there to correct the mistake. Linebacker is the quarterback and the defense. Exactly. exactly. You get yep. what I'm saying? So that one-two tandem, I feel like, was so pivotal for the Eagles to make. And that chemistry, like y'all were talking about, the Eagles with the wide receivers we have and the quarterback we have, there are a bunch of young guys who want to get it. Yep, a bunch of sure. young guys who want to prove themselves. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. AJ Brown has already done it. You get what I'm saying? But the other guys, they still want to prove themselves. And having somebody like A.J. Brown in that locker room, oh, yeah, it's going to be lit. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be lit. Yeah, yeah maybe you, you want to put the fucking helmet on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, screw it, I'm going yeah. in. I'm going in. Dave, what you got to say about that no Um, Y'all kind of touched on it. Jordan Davis, great pick. Uh, Cam Jurgens, great pick. Gives that protective mobility to Jalen Hurts. Especially since that's his play style. Whether we want to like it or not, Jalen Hurts is not a pocket passer. He's going to use his mobility to his advantage. And so giving him that protected mobility is great. Um, you have Cam Jurgens running a 4.92 40-yard dash at the uh, combine. Nicobe Dean, I know that was probably not planned, but they absolutely fucking stole, stole him yep. in the third round. Absolutely stole Big him. Steal. Um... His brains mixed with his athleticism is going to complement Fletcher Cox real well. Especially in this could possibly be his last year. He might retire soon. But I believe that that defense is stacked. They've gave the um, the weapons to Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Now he's just got to perform. Yep. Same kind of sim- similar situation to what Miami's in. I give it to him. We're, we're, we're kind of the same in a way. In a way. It's just it's our just quarterbacks slightly. coming down to prove it. Slightly. <laughs> I agree slightly. slightly. Yeah, something like that. Our quarterbacks coming down to prove it. But I agree that Philadelphia is headed in the right position. I don't believe that Jalen Hurts is the future right now. I believe he's still got a lot to prove to me with these weapons that are put around him. The same way I feel about my quarterback. The same exact mm. way. Mm-hmm. But I believe that their division is going to be very competitive. Um, I still see them coming out on top no matter what, though. Yeah. I agree with that. Just I simply for the reason I don't believe in the Commanders, I don't believe in the Giants, and I don't believe in the Cowboys. You but, Corey, you, you got that. Billy. What I have to say <laughs> about both of y'all quarterbacks, Tua and Jalen, this year is the prove it year. That's it. Both of y'all, this year is the prove it year. That's y'all, it. Y'all, y'all Keep- got more patience than me because after Tua replaced Jalen, it's been the prove it year for him. <laughs> he don't get no grace in since time. It, since his junior year, huh? Yeah, yeah. no. Tua got to show up. I mean, yeah. what I'm saying is, is that. Two got his receiver. Right, y'all got right. y'all receiver. They did. Yep. Right, right. So this year is y'all proving it. Right. Both of y'all proving it. Hmm. Jalen and Tua. Yep. And I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Yep. I'm here I for agree. that proving it. Well, let's see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. Now, we move on to one of my favorite segments from last episode. Yeah. It's Would You Rather. So okay. Would you ra- so Would You Rather is basically, would you rather this receiver or this quarterback or this running back over... The next, the next, the all right, all right. This, this episode we're we're going with Terry McCall McClure. Yeah, because they uh, a division wide receiver. Yes, but could, still, still you can't can't tell me that he's not because they said that if we did I mean, Michael Thomas, he would go everybody. Everybody that, besides, that besides Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas. So we had to go somebody else. Fuck you know, slant, is whatever. We had is to, what it is. We had to go someone that you know has proven himself, but still got a ways to go. Yeah. So last time we went Kyler Murray in terms of quarterbacks that we would rather have. This, like as they said, Terry McLaurin. I think the first one's going to be pretty easy. Would you rather Terry McLaurin or Stephon Diggs? Stephon. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Stephon. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey, I, 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 I had to give an easy one. It's easy. Fuck us up. Baby steps. I had to give an easy, had to give, give an easy one. Would you rather Terry McLaurin or DJ Moore? 
Oh, see, that's interesting because G- DJ Moore had one year. Terrible. Had one great, great yeah, year. One. But Terry McLaurin yeah. had one great year and a half. So yeah. it's like, yeah. who the fuck you going to go with? And so like, I'm looking at the easier division. So I go with Terry. I'm going with Scary Terry. So I go with Scary Terry. Yeah, I, I mean, I got to go with Scary Terry, but I got to tell you, I'm not impressed so both, by Terry McLaurin. I'm not either. I'm not either. Both the quarterback positions for both teams are just god-awful. Yeah, but... Terry McLaurin has done a lot better with, with, with the bad quarterback. Yeah, yeah, with the bad quarterback than DJ Moore has, in my opinion. I agree. The third one might be a little bit difficult. Terry McLaurin or Mike Williams. See, that's this this is whenever we get a little hard because that is a scary, little bit hard. Scary Terry hasn't had a quarterback. Nope. Justin Herbert, I believe, is a good good to great quarterback, or at least is showing to where a good and great quarterback to making Mike Williams a better receiver. Right. So I, I'm gonna say Mike Williams Me too. in this in this I will. instance. I'll say Mike Williams. But it's like it's like if you had a poll and it'd be fifty one forty nine basically. He he has more of a developed quarterback going forth. He has Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah, you know? I think Justin Herbert is better than whatever situation they got no. going on in Washington. Well, are we talking about the who's gonna have a better year or if we were building a team, who would we rather? So like take? When, when healthy, would you rather this quarterback to lead your so, franchise? Right, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, to be a part of your franchise. That's what I meant. Well, if I, if I if I had to choose somebody healthy, I would choose Terry over right. Mike. Okay. I think because I think, Mike has had a good quarterback. Yeah. And right, what are you yeah. doing with it? You yeah. get what I'm saying? If Terry can do that with a terrible quarterback, you know, you get somebody who's good. Who can actually throw him the ball? Who can actually get it to him consistently? Who can show what his numbers can do? I feel like that's who you want to take, and he shows that he got the grit to get it out the mud when he didn't yeah. have all the tools I provided to him. So. And the, the thing I gotta say about Scary Terry is him compared to Mike Williams is different because Keenan Allen is the number one receiver on that team. Right. Whether you like it or not, Keenan Allen's a made man. He's a Pro Bowler. It's everything. So. That's the number one receiver. You always got to look to him as, you know, your motivator. Scary Terry doesn't have that. He's he is the one receiver. The number one receiver, but the quarterback situation. Yeah. Justin Herbert is better than whatever the fuck situation they got going on in Washington. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> no, fuck Carson. Fuck Carson Wentz. silly for sliding the Redskins contract. Like, yeah, really, dude? Whatever. Really? Um, I hate people who switch teams in the NFC East. That's like the worst division to but switch I mean, teams. He did, he did have a year off to the Colts, though. Yeah. You know, bro. Yeah. doesn't matter. I guess so. Bro. Right. So, I had to see. I had to see Magic Think about him. this. He has to pull up to Eagle Stadium twice a year and see the statue with Nick Foles outside. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> like, bro. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Can we can we please like make a date to where whenever that game happens, we just stream it in here and we just watch it? Right. We go and do that. That's cool. And like, watch Carson Wentz just fumble under the pressure. Right. Walk it to him, Wentz, huh? So, would you rather Terry McLaurin or CD Lamb? <laughs> Don't ask me. That's gonna hurt him. <laughs> Don't ask me. I'll, I'll start with him. Okay. I mean, start with. You start with him. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. <laughs> like, Dak Prescott isn't the greatest, but he's not the worst. You know, like he's 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 in the he, middle. He's right in the middle. You know, he's and in the middle of all the, quarterbacks. The, the biggest question mark for me is whether or not Ceedee Lamb could be that number one. We know Amari Cooper was the number one before he was traded off to Cleveland. The question now is. Whether or not CeeDee Lamb can step up. And until he proves that, until he shows that he can be that number one in Dallas, I got to go Terry McLaurin. 
I'll go scary Terry. I'm going with CD. Silly. I'm going with CD. Y'all really pick a Terry over yeah. CD Lamb. Out the oh, gate. Yeah. I'm going so, with CD Lamb. So, so look, look. Here's my thing. Terry McLaurin has been the number one receiver for the Washington Commanders. Okay, we. We know that the Washington Commanders or football team, whatever they were at the time, have had a bad quarterback. Whether right. it was who was a Heineke or uh, Taylor they Heineke, through a fucking uh, merry-go-round. RG three, RG three. What the fuck? The Dallas Cowboys. Even though that that is the most delusional fan base in all the sports. Yeah, Cowboys. They yes. have, have been consistent. I'll take that straight to Hacksaw, position. straight to Prime. I'll yeah, yeah. They, my dad they, 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 Cowboy fan. they have stupid. been the most cons- consistent team when it comes to quarterback. They've always had that that Prescott in there and they always believed in him. The Washington Commanders don't know who the hell they believe in. <laughs> they don't know who their quarterback is going to be tomorrow. <laughs> they don't even know what name they fucking want. <laughs> they so, don't know what the fuck so the organization is. When, when, when Terry McLaurin is doing that with that team, oh absolutely, I'm going Scary Terry. Ten times out of ten. I'm going... What you got, David? You say CD? You on my team? I'm taking CD every day. I put Scary Terry, 100%. But, I mean, the position they're in, they're in is so different. It's like Scary Terry. Scary Terry is the number one offensive weapon on that offense. Fuck being a number one receiver. He's the number one offensive weapon. Who the fuck you gonna run the ball? Antonio Gibson? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? You're gonna throw it out to Scary Terry every time. But CD Lamb, he's got the other... I wouldn't say weapons, but they're they're big names, and I, Who? It, it's because Jerry made them big names, but they're big names. Michael Gallup. You got Michael Gallup. You got Cedric Ezekiel Elliott. Dak Prescott. You got. Is it Schultz? Dalton Schultz. That's Dalton Schultz. That's what Titan is. You have Who? other weapons to Who? go to. Who's the number two in Washington? Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. You're making me. Well, that's my point. <laughs> that's but that's I what just, I'm saying. Coming down to the position, I just think C.D. Lamb's a better wide receiver than Terry McLaurin. Okay. All right. I, I, I can respect that. What you got, Corey? Look, man, y'all, y'all making me go look C.D. Lamb's oh, stats. Man. Come oh, on. Look, compared, to, compared to Scary Terry. Come dude, on. Dude, look, 2020, 935 yards, rookie season. 2021, 1,102 yards. First year, five touchdowns. Second year, six touchdowns. First year, 74 receptions. Second year, 79 receptions. But time out. What number did they give him? 88. Now, if you know anything about the Cowboys franchise, number 88 is that guy. They don't just give it to anybody. CeeDee Lamb is developing into an NFL great. I'm telling you, that was one of the best pure players coming out of the college in a very long time. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I would have, I would have gave up half our roster to make sure we got CeeDee Lamb if I was Howie Roseman. That was one of the sickest times I've ever been in a draft class, losing him to the Cowboys, especially. Like they knew what they were doing. But CeeDee Lamb, I'm telling you, y'all might not believe me today. Watch, watch this year, watch the next no, three no, no, no. years. CeeDee Lamb is gonna be amazing. I, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't believe in him at all. What I'm saying is, when you look at CeeDee Lamb, and those are great stats. Any wide receiver that has those stats, you should be paying big money. Especially their first you know? two years. In Absolutely. NFL. But he was the number two. He was a slot receiver. He was getting covered by the second or third best cornerback in, right. the, in on the team. Right. When you talk about scary Terry and Terry McLaurin, he's getting covered by the Jalen Ramses of the world. He's getting covered by the um, who, who's the cornerback for the Cowboys? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Diggs. Diggs. Tra- Trevon Diggs. 
Mr. Turf. He's, he's getting covered by the best cornerbacks in that division, and he's still putting up big numbers. <laughs> that That's all I'm saying. That's that. That's where I go with. Talk about digger holes, Devon. He's not a good quarterback. Look, the fact that he put up thousand yard seasons as the slot, he's not even the main guy. With Dak Prescott, who's a better quarterback than anybody? He's not even the main guy. But listen to me, what I'm telling Mm y'all. Just I, I will put money on it. And look, I'm an Eagles fan. I hate every living thing about the Cowboys. The fact that I'm even giving C. D. Lamb this credit. I'm telling you, C.D. Lamb is built for greatness. Tell me, I don't, no, he I want y'all to go, after we do this podcast, let's right. go do some research on how many receivers had damn near 1,000-yard seasons in their first two seasons. Right. It's not going to be many. C.D. Lamb is a dog, okay. man. Right. C.D. Lamb over Terry, uh, over right. Terry, scary Terry, whatever the fuck y'all are. He's not All scary right. in Philadelphia. So I don't know what you right. call him that but, you know, yeah, because they got Darius Slay for his ass, huh? <laughs> Darius Slay about a fucking move. We got a we got a crew of cornerbacks on us. But you know, that's let's take these fucking tequila shots, man. Mm. We done with this shit, man. Fuck Scary Terry, right? Yeah, fuck Scary Terry. Fuck the whole Washington Commanders organization. Here, I need a beer. That's what I need. Nah, my case is a beer. No. Yeah, tell Joe yep. get us another beer bucket. <laughs> another beer man. bucket. I'm so after that, I'm fucking with the owner today. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Mr. CEO. Yeah, yeah. Corey Rack Boy McCoy. So on this the, bitch. Ne- the next one is: Would you rather scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, or T Higgins? Mm. <sighs> I don't even think T Higgins is the number one receiver on his team. He's not. No. That's what I'm going scary. I'm going Terry on that one. I'm going, I'm going with scary on that one too. T yep. Higgins yeah. ain't showing me nothing I like. All right, this T- next one. T Higgins. I, I will say T Higgins is a good receiver, but Dude. he's not even the one on the But team. if you look at T Higgins, he wasn't even a number one receiver on two teams he's been on. What? Los Angeles Rams. T Higgins. He just got drafted over Bengals. T oh. Higgins. Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Uh, T Higgins. Yeah, out of no. Clemson. T E E E. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Who you thought I was talking about? I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Higgins. All right. Oh, I didn't know. I, no, no, you know what? I know exactly what you're talking about. The, I know exactly what you're talking about. For the yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. This one, I'm only gonna say the other person because we can find out. Terry McLaurin or Deontay Johnson? I'm going Deontay Johnson just because I'm serious. Here serve. he go. Here That's, he fucking go. Uh, no, 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 no. You, you always gonna say some of the Dolphins. I have to put some of the Steelers I'll in there. I'll put, I'll put something on Deontay Johnson. He absolutely fucked over. Digs in the end zone. Mm. You know exactly what play mm. I'm talking about. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. The flat route. Oh yeah. When he fucked him over. Oh yeah. With the number one quarterback. I'm gonna go with Scary Terry. I'm going with Scary Terry over Deontay Johnson. And all the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers. I hate Juju. By the way. He's not the wide receiver. Okay. TikTok man. It's Deontay Chase Claypool. Pat Fryer George Pickens, who's a menace to society. Yeah. He's trash. Juju is trash. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Kansas City problem now. <laughs> so the next one is: Would you rather Terry McLaurin or Debo Samuel? Debo, Debo, Debo. 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 I'm glad that was a universal decision. We got Debo. his skill set is just unmatched, yeah. bro. Not many, not many wide receiver running back combos you got in the NFL. Would, would you rather Terry? Ma- oh, I'm sorry. Before, I'm sorry. before you start, who made Debo Samuel? His, his offensive coordinator, stop. No, right? No, no, stop. Who's his offensive stop. coordinator? Stop. Ter- All right, would you rather... No, 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 no,
So the only thing I'll say is, like I said, we, we talked about the quarterback position of the Washington football team or the commanders, whatever they are, but DK has been so consistent as that wide receiver one, even with Russell Wilson being out, he was always a reliable target, you know, right. and that's, and that's and you his, have to go his, at, his athleticism is so nice. You remember when he chased down Buda Baker on that interception? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. DK Metcalf is a grown ass man. And he eats two bags of candy a day. Yeah. Dude, that's so wild. He's a monster, he bro. Wakes up, works out, eats two bags of candy. And mixes them. So mixes mix out you got a wide receiver that stiff arms people. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, that's, yeah. Who, that's who you're looking for. That's, who that's exactly for. who you want, right? He has a signature stiff arm as a wide receiver. Now, like, the last two that we have. Alright. Would you rather Terry McLaurin or Justin Jefferson? Justin. Yeah, these ain't JJ. Ooh, yeah, I'm a gritty on you. Hey. That hard, Justin man. Jefferson. Terry. Give me, give me JJ. Hey, this list. This, this give, this me one. J- give me JJ. The the last one might be a little bit more tougher. Terry McLaurin or AJ Brown. <laughs> oh, put him on the spot. Mm. Yeah, I tripped it, man. These are not good comparisons. AJ Brown. It's, it's not Terry comparison. It's, 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 it's just it's just what you rather. That's it. Would yes. you rather? Yeah. That's it. But Terry McLaurin. Scary we, Terry easily. We're not fucking with Scary Terry over here, man. I love it. <laughs> I got to go scary on this one. Now, okay, so I want a reunion. After the season happens, I want a reunion to see who has more yards. <laughs> I want y'all to debate about it. Either I Adrian right Brown now, or Terry. I bet y'all another pressure pack. Terry McLaurin. Oh, man. I bet y'all another pressure pack. Scary Terry. That's $50 you got to pay. That's $50 you got to pay. I'm not a bad man. So we're betting a pressure pack that we're betting a pressure pack that uh, look Terry won't have better yards than Debo Metcalf or CD Lamb. You know I'm gonna check you about this that, in the season. I'm about to say the same thing. That's three chances. Debo won't even play because he's gonna so hold out for contract. Three chances to win. So I bet you he's four plays behind you got, all you got, those guys. Wait, wait, wait. That is so. That's some ballsy you, words. You already right have to take out. You already have to take out Debo because Debo's gonna hold out. He's he's not playing on that contract. Did he sign a new contract? No. He's he's not playing on that. He's not playing on that contract. He's on his last year of the rookie deal. He wants a new contract. He's not playing. There's no chance. If he does, props to him. He's not. He's not. There's no chance. All right. Well, so you, you got know, two chances left. Basically, what we're saying depends so, on what he does. So but yeah, even with those two, I'm I'm gonna go with the side of the pressure pack winners over here. The scary Terry. <laughs> Y'all so, making this bet? Scary Terry, baby. We shaking on this? Yeah. Hey, shaking? I got a pressure Are you pack. shaking? You chasing me every day? I'll you shake. shaking? I'll shake. I'll shake too. <laughs> you Let's can shake, shake on it. Shake so the scary Terry gonna have more yards than AJ Brown? Yeah. That's what we shake on. Uh, yeah, we can do that. A simple bet: more yards than AJ Brown. Right. Cap. Yeah. All Never. Right. Never. Oh fuck. Never. <laughs> you in this now? You got oh, two or three. Fuck. You I don't know, else. man. I don't know. AJ Brown, but uh, okay. Shake my hands, man. Let's right. go. We'll see okay. you after week seventeen. Oh yeah. Oh, after yeah. week seventeen. And that is would you rather edition. Probably gonna do running back next. But we should. That's it. We Probably should. Good. So, I do like Would You Rather. Just, yeah, just throw it off. I do like Would I You do Rather. Like that's that's, cool. that's one nice of my segment. favorite topics that nice we get to. But next, we talk about, you know, one of your specialties, the UFC. All right. Yes, sir. So, last UFC was 276, correct? Yep. All right. I did watch 
I watched it at Buffalo Wild Wings just because my friend invited me. Okay. I, don't, I don't want no hard feelings that I went to Buffalo Wild Wings and I hit Oh, you. no, it's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. We just know if the wings flap and we trapping. That's always yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. We wasn't showing the fight, so I forgive yeah. you. So I want, I, want to, I want to get your opinions on the main event. Main right. card. How do you feel about Izzy's fight? Style bender. I feel like if you're gonna go at the champ, you gotta go at the champ. Yeah. You can't go in there trying to win by points and think you're gonna just run away with the belt. If I was Izzy, I would do the same thing. Like people are calling his fight boring, mm -hmm. but he just standing back waiting for somebody to bring the challenge to him. If you don't bring the challenge to him, then he's just gonna waltz into taking the belt home. He deserves that. Yeah. Jared Cannonier was supposed to come in here and be a dog. He was supposed to come in here and be an animal. What's his he nickname? He was supposed to there. Huh? What's his nickname again? I, I forget Jared Bro, Cannonier. Right, so look, I, I remember watching it and they called him Black Gorilla the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it's the Black so Gorilla. So it was the Black Gorilla it's versus the like Style Bender? Yeah. That's lit. And this dude came in here and had like a fucking black uh, poodle or some shit. I don't know what he was doing. He wasn't the Gorilla. For sure. Like, I feel like Jared Cannonier should have came in there hungrier. He should have came in there and left it all in the cage. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you losing? Nothing. I mean, you get to me, if I'm Jared Cannonier, I'm either getting knocked out or I'm winning the belt. Right. Yeah. Like, don't go in there and lose off a decision because I just mosey my way into the fifth right. round. Like, you don't get no style points for that. More people would have respected Jared if he would have really went in there and got knocked out. Mm -hmm. But I can't say too much because I'm not in there fighting. But a bitch, you fight, you know you fight. We just talking about you, critics. You watch, you watch some of the uh, co made events right yeah, there? Yeah, I, I watched the whole now, night. Now, I will say. Hey, $80 for that shit. Now. <laughs> That holiday fight, that holiday fight was brutal if you were oh, a holiday fan. Man. Holloway fan. I love, I love Max Holloway and it was heartbreaking. It was hard because Alex just smacked him up. He was just getting beat the fuck up the whole time. And the weird part is, I really feel like Max Holloway should have won the first two fights. Or at least the second one. But the third one, it was like, you can't even take it away from dude. He just he just swept the flow with him pretty much. It was depressing. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Max Holloway bounces back from this. Technically, Max Holloway can retire and just be done with MMA. And he would have had a great-ass career. You know what I'm saying? But I'm hoping he bounces back and really, you know what I'm saying, makes another run for it. Maybe in another division because right now, Alex, he got that thing tied up. Yeah. After watching that one fight of Alex, he had he had him basically on the floor the oh, whole time. Yeah, Alex was. He he had the floor the whole time. It was, was on it point. was really it was a one a one sided event. He was on point. Now, the one fight that I did see that I really liked was uh the law the Lawler fight. The Robbie Lawler fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that fight was that fight was hard. Fuck, I forget who he was fighting. Uh, but uh, Chris was it? It was a. Uh, let me look it up. Let me look it up. I think it was Bar uh, Bar Barrena. Something like that? It was. Could not tell you. <laughs> not hold tell on, you. hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let's, let's make sure we get this right, right. Last time I watched UFC, Brock Lesnar was fighting. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Wasn't a Yeah, Brian Barbarino or whatever. That was a great fight. Yeah. Robbie Lawler fashion, a war. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Going back and forth. Um, it sucks to see Robbie Lawler continue to lose. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In, in, in the way he does, because he's such a legend, but hey. I mean, I still, I, I still enjoyed the I fight. Couldn't, really. I couldn't keep my eyes off. The I enjoyed fight. it way better than the championship fight. Mm -hmm. The championship fight was trash. Right? Yeah, it was just slow. Like I was, it was built up so much, and then it just slow. Trash. 
But uh, how you, how you felt about the O'Malley fight? How Man, ended in no decision. I hate that it ended in the eye poke. Like that was weird. Yeah. I did feel like dude was faking it mm-hmm. the night of, but apparently he had doctor records and all that stuff of having like a torn retina and all like, that I, stuff. I, I, I watched the fight, the same as you, and I was like. I think you pulling some WWE bullshit right now where you just kind of pulling right. out the fight. This is my biggest question. How easy is it if you are if you make that kind of money mm-hmm. to get a doctor to falsify some records for you? Exactly. I always wonder if fighters do that. Like, hey, doc, just tell everybody hey, I dude. had this shit. Hey, I'll, I'll give you a I bit of my time. I think that goes on in the NFL, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bunch of big hits that, like, oh, yeah, he's definitely got a concussion. They just come straight back into the game. Right. No like I, I definitely think he said, "Hey, I'll give you, I'll give you ten percent of my cut if you just say, hey, I, I, I got a torn retina, whatever.' Whatever it is, but um, now uh, I don't know if y'all know, Sean O'Malley is fighting Peter Yarn. Sean O'Malley, Peter Yarn is an animal. Like I'm that's a gonna be a great fight. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Sean too. I'm a just big that fan I don't of give a fuck attitude. It's like it matters, bro. Yeah, that's, that's what sports is all about. That's what makes people fear you. That. Right <laughs> now. We, that moves us on to the next one. Right. And next Saturday, UFC 277. There's a big, big rematch coming up. Yep. Big woman. Amanda. Rematch. Amanda versus mm. uh, Nunez. Nunez, huh? So it's Pena versus Nunez. You excited for that? I'm too look, excited look, for this. Look, I, I watched the interview with Dana White. He said that's one of the biggest rematch in UFC history. No facts. Because it's crazy. belt for belt, is it not? No, everything is everything on the yeah. line. Yeah, it's it's Amanda Nunes who was a champion for so long, dominant, who just got her belt snatched up by somebody who said they was gonna do that shit. They said they wasn't scared of Amanda Nunes at all, and now I feel like Amanda Nunes had got comfortable as a champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if y'all know she got a, like a new wife, yep. a baby, all of that stuff. So she was just cooler. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like she Appreciate really took that Andrea. fight too seriously. Mm-hmm. Now that she got that belt taken, I think you're gonna see the lioness come back out. Like, because oh. I wrote, because one of my favorite things about the the, the UFC yeah. is all these fucking nicknames they spell yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got the the assassin baby coming up. Back <laughs> in I, I was just reading through them and I was like, bro, these are these are some crazy ass nicknames. And I was reading the lioness versus the uh, the Venezuela vixen. Yeah. I was like, oh, that, just that alone already yeah. put me in. Because I'm repping the Cubans right now. I got my family from Cuba. Oh, right, right. My, my grandmother's from Cuba. Okay, so cool, we got cool. we got family from Cuba, from Venezuela. Yeah. So just hearing that, I just kind of throw me in. Yeah. But hearing it's a rematch, hearing it's a title match, hearing, Man. That, hearing all this shit they If you're not a fan into, of the UFC, never watched UFC before, I please tune in to UFC 270s. It's going to be crazy. Because those two, those two girls, first of all, we talk about women. Mm-hmm. That's right. crazy, and yeah. so they beat the boy. Like, hey, all right, that's boy. cool. But when the women really get to fighting, that's that's a crazy ass experience just right. to watch mm-hmm. two women in there going toe for toe. And what's crazy about, um, excuse me, Juliana Pena is, you know, she she a diehard Mexican, mm-hmm. and if you know anything about Mexicans and their history when it comes to fighting. You know they don't back down. Right. They don't back down for nothing. Nothing. So now that she got that belt, I know she's coming with twice as much firepower for Amanda, and I'm excited to see who wins it all, man. I mean, but again, that co that co main event, that main card that they got, 
I mean, it's it got some heavy hitters on there. It got some major heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. I mean, on there, I got dude. some. I got uh, we got Smith fighting the the Lionheart. We got someone named the Cannibal. Now I read the Cannibal what? with uh, a <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what was that? Pen, uh, look, I don't. I'm already drunk. Yeah, me too. Name. <laughs> Names. <laughs> These Russian and Spanish names are gonna be crazy if I try to say them. Yeah, the cannibal. But, but they got some. They got some good fight. I, I was looking at some stats. Brand, Brandon Moreno. Yeah, that's the France. baby assassin. Yeah. Brandon Moreno, the baby uh, assassin. Uh, he called De- Eric Lewis versus. Uh, I can't say his name. I'm not gonna pronounce it. Sergey Pavlo- Pavlovich. Yeah, we gonna go with that. Yeah, yeah. Every time you hear a Russian last Let's name, he's yeah. 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 <laughs> they fight bears and shit. There's no <laughs> name out of it. Derek Lewis just got knocked out though, so I expect for him to come back hungry mm-hmm. because he just got knocked out. And technically, he's a knockout champ of the UFC. He has the most knockouts in the heavyweight right. division. Mm-hmm. So um, he, he he lost to a great opponent. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like he's gonna come back trying to prove himself. Brandon Moreno versus Kakara France is a very yeah. great fight. Yeah. Those are two people coming from very great gyms who got a great history behind them. Kakara France kind of been on a little uh, losing streak in a sense. Um, but going against Brandon Moreno, if he beats him, he get a chance to get his career back. If he yeah. don't, then you know it's going to look kind of bleak for him. Yeah. Yeah. But Brandon Moreno is an awesome fighter. It's going to be a hard fight for Kaikara. Yeah. So everybody's going to uh, give him respect. I'm, and I, I'm going that. with France on that one. you going I, with France on yeah, that I one? So. Yeah. I, think I, I think I'm going with Moreno on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't have much. I don't have much for the USC topics. No. I just want Derek Lewis to win. Like, yeah, Derek Lewis is a great his, personality. I know I know his fight. I forgot what it was. But he, Joe Rogan was interviewing him after a fight, and he was like, I don't care. My balls are hot. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest shit ever. Yeah, I forget which fight that was, but that was an awesome. So I just, I just want him to win so I can hear that that post that post fight interview. Facts. So so we do have that our prediction for uh, the main the the main card. So I got Smith winning his fight. Yeah, Smith winning his I th- fight. I think I think mm-hmm. a lot of it based off of the fact that I was like USA got to prevail just in this UFC. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of a lot of USA pride coming into this this event so i, I just, got i got smith winning i got perez winning i got lewis winning i got france winning and i got nunez i don't yeah. i don't got much i don't got much on uh on the perez pantoa fight but i don't got anthony smith winning mm-hmm. the guy he's fighting is a, a monster yeah one of those people who don't have a life outside of fight he <laughs> don't, don't give, give a, a fuck, fuck about <laughs> anything else <laughs> look i'm, I'm just gonna say it right now I, I wrote them all down smith is fighting some russian guys so you already know it's usa versus russia again. i got that i got Derek. i got Moreno, and i got nunez i think nunez is gonna get up all i got is Derek winning that's all i care about as long as Derek that's wins that's all i care about but yeah. what you saying for me and the ufc diehard fan you saying 277 is definitely something you should purchase Big. yes um, 277 is a good card. 278 is an even major card. If y'all look ahead at that and start covering that. They got Sugar Shine on it. Mm-hmm. They got all those different fighters on it. It's a major card. 277, it's a good fight, but I wouldn't say purchase it for the whole thing. Just for the main? That that championship fight is one of a kind. But like, you get those fights once in every, you know, 20 years with the storyline and everything else added up to it. Yeah, you need to you need to watch that one. I mean, high chance they're showing it at K. Okay, right, Corey? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, we've been trying to show KOK, uh, UFC fights at KOK. I don't think the Lafayette community is that big behind the UFC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Conor McGregor or somebody yeah. that ain't fighting. One of them real, real big. Right, man. right. Then it's hard to get people out. And them, they, they cost a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple thousand to show it at yeah. the coop versus $80 at home. Yeah. Right. So, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, maybe when we get to a bigger UFC market, we'll start showing those fights again. Gotcha. All right, now I'm gonna pass it to y'all real quick. Cause I gotta, I gotta go handle some personal. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he's he's but I'm <laughs> gonna, is getting to you, home, bro. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> get a little to me. Oh man. So I'm gonna move it to y'all. Talk about the the NBA offseason right now and all them, and all them offseason trades and everything. So I'm gonna let y'all take it over while I go handle what I got. Handle. All right, man. There be quick. Go. Be quick. <laughs> go ahead, Longman. Take it away. So for the NBA offseason, I, I think we have to go through the the. That the transactions, I guess you could say, that have already happened. Right. And I think that they right. go first with Damian Lillard signing an extension with the Portland Trailblazers. Why? Um, I guess hey. I guess he don't want to win. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't. The know. most I can loyal. say about Damian Lillard, at least he's loyal. He's too I'm loyal. Too, he's yeah. just loyal. I mean, he's I mean, hey, hey, he's, he's, he's getting he's getting his money. I mean, props to him, but he ain't gonna win nothing. Uh, James Harden staying with the 76ers. I mean. He ain't gonna get paid nowhere else. Yeah. So. so I mean, I guess props to you, big dog. Um, Rudy Gobert getting traded to the Timberwolves. Right. Which was the one that started the fucking move. outbreak of the COVID yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy Gobert. Yeah. How about that, right? Um, Zach Levine staying with the Chicago Bulls, signing a five-year extension for two hundred fifteen million dollars. That's interesting. He needed yeah. that contract. Yeah. Um, Gary Payton the second signing with the Portland Trailblazers. That is. That, that's, that's very interesting. That, that makes you wonder how that's going to work with Damian Lillard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's a good replacement coming off the bench, but Damian's going to want to stay on the court most of the time. Yeah. It seems like they're trying to go more small ball in Portland. Yeah. And that's fuck. And they might move Damian to, like, the two, which is weird. That game, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. It's Off ball is hard to play in the NBA now. Very yeah. hard. Um, Andre Drummond signed with the Chicago Bulls, Who which is, cares? you know, I mean, that, that's all. Awesome. <laughs> Another know, team once, is going to waste. One, once was a, a great center for the Detroit Pistons and now just kind of, kind of fizzled out. Nikola Jokic signing an extension with the Nuggets, which was expected, yeah, but yeah. a lot yeah, of money going his way. Um, Bradley Beal. If you're Bradley Beal and you're staying with the Washington Wizards, that's loyalty. Yeah. And I would have been so. left. He signed a five-year extension. I think it's up to worth, and I, I might be, I might butcher the numbers. Maybe two hundred and fifty million dollars. Maybe. Might That's be not loyalty. That. Maybe he, less than that. He stayed there for the bread. <laughs> he, he, he just wanted the bag. He, That's it. he has nobody on that team, and he went up to that front office and he said, "You know what? What's your offer?" And they said, "We'll give you five years, two hundred, however many years." Sure. You know I'm what happened to Bradley? Like John Wall got hurt. Um. Right. Um. Bradley woke up one day, looked around the practice room, and, and see all he got is I'm auto the best player oh, in man. this motherfucker. Oh. So he used the very moment he had to get the biggest contract he could. And he I don't even play him. Get your yeah, fucking bag, bro. And then lastly, the one that it didn't really surprise me as much as shocked me: John Wall to the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm. See, I, I was expecting him to move somewhere, but to the Clippers is pretty interesting. That that dude has not played in the last two years. He's taken money from the Houston Rockets. Coming off the bench, right? Coming off the bench. And now, he goes to the Los Angeles Clippers, and everybody expects them to be a big three. They expects it to be the Kawhi Leonard's of the world, the Paul George's of the world. Right. 
Kawhi Leonard did not play one game last year. He didn't play. John Wall did not play one game last year. Now, if they're all healthy, props to them. They're probably not the best team in L.A., but they'll, they'll compete for that. You better not say they're the best team in L.A. Uh, what about if I did? <laughs> what you going to do about it? I'll uh, come across the head with this Michelob. As far as the Clippers go, like, big three, I wouldn't call them that. None of no. them are proven like no. that. Mm-hmm. But think of, well, not none of them. Kawhi is that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Paul yeah. George. But what I'm saying is you got to think about the type of players that are on that team. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, John Wall. They were all players who don't need the most attention in the world, who don't mind putting in the work in the background, who don't mind doing the dirty part of the job. All three of them. So I feel like they could be a real sleeper team, especially if they yeah. all come back healthy and Absolutely. really play well. I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I, I think it's really on whether or not Kawhi Leonard can stay healthy. If he can right. come back and, you know, he's going to have his low management games and he's going to set out whatever. But if he come back, if he come back healthy with Paul George and with John Wall on the court, they're gonna be scary. They Which will be. I can I can tell you that Kawhi Leonard is one of those players in the NBA that you will never know his next move. No, because he does not make anything public. No, that right, is one right. quiet ass all star, bro. Like absolutely, he stays to himself and he stays true to himself. And whatever makes him comfortable, that's what he goes with. And yep. it could be the complete opposite of what the NBA oh, yeah. fan base is thinking. Absolutely. So I Paul George's Paul George's health and Kawhi's health pertains to John Wall's play. Yep. Now, Absolutely. Now I just got back. We're all just talking about the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So y'all have the to talk about NBA offseason. Have y'all talked about uh, Rudy Gobert yet? Yeah. Yep. yeah. I okay. think that was which, a which, great which move. Say about the- I mean, all I gotta say is did y'all hear about who they traded for? What 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 the Jazz got back from it? I'm not aware. Me right. either. So the Jazz got Malik Baisley back. They got Pat Bev. They got uh, Leandro uh, Mamaro. Walker Kessler, which is a draft pick from this draft. Jared Vanderbilt. They got a fuck ton of picks. They got 2023 first round pick. They got 2025 first round pick. They got a pick swap in 2026. And a first round pick in 2027 and 2029. Damn. See, I don't even blame him. And Patrick Beverly is the best off ball defender right. in my opinion. I'm yep. surprised they let Patrick Beverly go. For Just yep. because of like how he gets into the opponent's minds, mm-hmm. like he will fuck with you until you start tripping out on the court. And I just, I just believe that like and that's look, a good presence to have, no matter this, whether we like it or not. All this for a 7'1", 30 year old. All right. Let me tell you this: that trade doesn't even go through if Patrick Beverly ain't on. That like, yeah. I don't give a fuck how many picks you throw. That was a Patrick Beverly trade. Right. But Patrick Beverly is a great player, but he's not an All Star. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're not gonna give him that trade value for him. Right. So they had to throw all that other stuff but in. It's but cr- it's crazy how many first rounders they gave away. Yeah, that's a lot. That's so wild. For yeah. Rudy Gobert, the Timberwolves are really out this year, next year. They win it either this year, next year. That's their mindset. Because they basically just traded away their future. Yep. With all these first round picks, they just traded away. 2023, this, 2025, 2027, and 29. I don't, I don't think they're trying to win it this year, next year, believe it or not. 
I think they got Rudy, who's a great center. Mm -hmm. just for height, you know, intangible. Rebounds. You know what I'm saying? They got Anthony Edwards, mm -hmm. you know, who's going to do his thing. He's a superstar in the making. Yeah. So, do I really need a bunch of first-round picks? I need a bunch of support players. You get then what you, I'm saying? Then you still have so Cat, too. You still have You still Cat. got Cat. You still got Cat. And I didn't even mention Cat, but that's that. So, like, the, the, the down court is is solidified the paint is solidified now i just need some key steals in the draft which you can pick up in the second round yeah you know what i'm saying to make us have a run from it in about you know two to three years when anthony edwards rookie contract is coming up when all of that stuff that's when they really you know right. what i'm saying looking to seal the deal i don't whenever, think they're trying to win it it was just crazy whenever i looked at that look at that trade fully Seeing how many first rounders the Timberwolves gave away, right? It was crazy. Which Cause, is, cause you, this this brings up that Brooklyn Nets uh, Boston Celtics trade we talked about, I think, last podcast. Yeah. You look at those first rounders that went away from Brooklyn. You look at the Jason Tatum's. You look at the Jalen Browns, and how they are helping their team now. Yeah, right. That was the Nets' picks. Right. Originally. So that makes sense. You could have the same outcome come in, the in Utah. Been cold, huh? look, at, exactly. look at the ownership, though. I feel like the Timberwolves are such Mark, a like such a crazy ass franchise. They're owned by Alex Rodriguez, first of all. Bro, like, really? Oh, like, a Rod, bro. A Rod has been a crazy ass owner. Like at one point in the season last year, Anthony Edwards. So this is when A-Rod and Jennifer Lopez broke oh, up. Man. And Anthony Edwards was trying to get A-Rod back with Jennifer Lopez. And I no. thought that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and just for that, I will sign him to a nice contract oh, extension. <laughs> like, what a down-to-ride player, bro. He really hey, he was looking for the best. Right? And they get married again? Yeah. Something like nah, that. I don't, I don't know. Been, I don't She's know. been married more times than the Clippers have right, rings. Right, right. <laughs> said she got so, six rings. <laughs> But uh, did y'all talk about Jamari Grant going to the Trailblazers? No. Uh -huh. That's a big deal. We talked uh -huh. about Gary Payton. But what, there, you yeah. know what we didn't talk about? Hmm. The fact that LeBron was actually trying to get Kyrie to the Lakers. Because guess what is going to happen, Corey? No, it's it's going to happen. Kyrie about a team up with LeBron in L.A. It's about to just be a, a <laughs> cruise to, to the playoffs. That would, never mind. Never mind. Tune him out I'm, I'm, Who's your team when it comes to NBA? Man, my team used to be the Philadelphia 76ers. Imagine that. Imagine that. You know what I'm saying? Now I don't have a team. I like players. I believe Westbrook will reemerge. I feel like people disrespected Westbrook so much. Fuck him. Man, Westbrook is an amazing player. You follow whatever team Westbrook ends up with. I follow whatever team Westbrook ends up with. going to the Spurs That's not like my favorite player. Like in Versus the NFL where I got a team. I don't care who's on it. That's my team. NBA is like I follow Specific players, player story. Exactly. That's, that's how and I transitioned to. I'm on LeBron right, right, for yeah. for a while. Stop this. <laughs> you stop for, for a while, whenever I was younger, I didn't know no much too much about sports. I was always just wherever LeBron goes. That's yeah, me too. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. And then, before and I learned, yeah, greatest then, then player I, to ever play basketball. Oh, oh, you better stop that right now. We're we not gonna get to that right now. Uh, uh stop. I'm gonna ask you that question. Stop it. No, 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 no. You better not. This is gonna quick. No, no, no. I just want a quick answer from court. I just want a quick answer from court. But that was for the longest. Then I learned. I learned how how other players play. I learned other teams. Right, right, right. So right now I learned draft picks. I'm learning how these players played in college, how they play from international. Right. So right now I'm I'm a big Luca guy. 
Luka I'm a big is that guy. guy. His team is the Mavericks, by the way. Luka yeah. he's, 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 he's not just a Maverick. He's, he's not a Luka guy. He's a Maverick. No, no I say I'm more. But, Luka but I also am a, a Luka fan, so I, I, I'll give you that. Whatever, wherever Luka goes, I'm with. Man, Luca cold ass white boy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Luca cold. He's like German or something. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. He's still white. Yeah, like, where is he Luca from? Luca cold. I think he's from the Czech Republic. Slovakia or something. Like that. Like how you come from a place like that with all those skills? Like. Where, where he be doing you? something different over there. For they be real. eating different over there. <laughs> he, be, he be shooting like concrete hey, bricks or something. That should, I don't be, know. that should be in their vacation spot. See whatever the fuck All they right. eat over there. <laughs> Wherever Lucas from. There you go. But uh, yeah, Westbrook, one of my favorite players right now. I love Durant? Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. I like what he's doing. I used to like Durant. All right. All right. All right. I don't like Durant no Snake more. ass bitch. Mm. Fuck no, I don't like Durant no, 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 no I'm not saying I like him. I'm just saying Kevin Durant and fuck the what? But Kevin Durant was probably my favorite player I, when he was I, on the Thunder. I, I, I think that, that whole little Thunder crew was <laughs> yeah. dope. But. That James Harden, that Westbrook. Yeah. If they would have kept it for one more year, they might have won One more year, that's what I said. One more year and Kevin Durant had to stay loyal. That's it. One more year. One more year. And I actually went to the Oklahoma... Thunder Stadium, like Oklahoma yeah. City's Thunder. Stadium. That's fine. The year they you saw disbanded, you saw and Kevin. I was there when they were taking out Kevin Durant's Good. number. You, you, no, good. <laughs> good. Damn. Got his ass out of there, That's snake it. ass bitch. Fuck yeah, Kevin Durant right. and Kevin fuck right. the Nets. But, 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 but what about Donovan Mitchell too? That's another one that's Donovan keep Mitchell. On. Yeah. Okay, so the thing I got about Donovan Mitchell is the Heat are always runners of landing this superstar. That's what I'm every saying. Every year. And Miami Heat are I think he's always runners of landing a superstar, and they never get it done. Yeah, the true. most they got was Jimmy Butler. So, I mean, obviously, like, the Heat are projected to be number one to land Donovan Mitchell, but I don't think it's going to get done. That's what I said last yep. podcast. Last episode, I said the Heat always, every offseason, have a picture on their Twitter, on their fan base, of just the biggest superstar that's in free agent in their uniform. And it yep. never happens. Yep. Every season, that's how <laughs> Every happens. single fucking I think year. Donovan Mitchell is a good player, but irrelevant when it comes to a championship race. Really? So you think he can't, really? he don't have that? He needs that too, man. No, I, I think he's a new Russell Westbrook. Whoa, whoa, stop whoa, I think he's the new. Bro, I think he's. Bro, I think he's the new. The new athletic point guard. Russell Westbrook is a dog. Russell Westbrook. When you go to play on the court, yeah, you're scared hey, of Russell wait, Westbrook. Yeah. I was a fan of him when they picked him up. When they picked him up earlier this year, I was like, oh yeah, Russell Westbrook about to ball out. He, he, bro, he's, he's been pulling up jump one. shots, shooting from the parking lot, and they land in China. Bro, wait, bro. I don't know wait, what the fuck's he, going on. He did lead the Lakers in all when it comes to points, assists, rebounds, all that stuff. He led first when it comes to Lakers. Because who? LeBron was hurt. AD was hurt. Who else going to have? THT shooting shots? LeBron was on the court. Stop that. Hold on, hold on. Let me cool. tell y'all something about wrestling. Ain't wrestle from LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he landed a big contract with LeBron. With the team he going back for. to his hometown. Right. It was a whole lot of distractions this past year. And I guarantee you, I'm sure he had family. I'm sure he had old friends. So I'm sure did, he had so many different things. Answer, answer me this, Corey. With. How did Dwayne Wade do in Chicago? Dwayne Wade didn't do too well at all. Exactly. My point is that. What's the point? It's the same shit. What? He's saying both go back to their hometown. They go back to their hometown. Okay. Touch on my LeBron. I'm about to say he was no longer LeBron. But he rose there. Great in Chicago. What? D Rose? 
D Rose, yeah. D Rose from Chicago. He was yeah. great. His players who play greater than hometown. I feel like before feel his like injuries, this yes. year. I feel like this year, Russell Westbrook about to shut up all the critics. And everybody who called him out last year, so, he about to prove them all wrong. Russell Westbrook, his contract, he's getting paid more than LeBron. Do you think Russell Westbrook is going to be more of a contributor to the Los Angeles Lakers than LeBron is this year? Hell no. You talking about LeBron fucking James, man? <laughs> Hell no. But will Russell actually show up this year and make a difference? Averaging more than 15 points a game. You, he ain't going to let you talk about him for two years. Who? Name one time he had two who? years that was poo. In a row. Who? The Rockets in the last oh. year on the Thunder. What? And then the first year on the on the Lakers. Oh, no, that's actually a good. That's on the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, fuck. on the Lakers. That's actually a good. That's he actually a good points, call out. Man, What do you mean he had a bad season? Yeah, that's not necessarily a bad season. He just Come wasn't on. the restaurant book that everybody Stop. else thought he was His percentage was absolutely horrible. The whole thing is the Lakers weren't healthy. The Lakers weren't healthy. Is that, is that what we're going with? They would have made a competition for the Mavericks. Who y'all yes, need to get rid of is Anthony with. Davis if you want to talk yeah, about the fuck, real problem. Fuck it's the glass bones, Anthony Davis. I hate Anthony Davis. <laughs> for real. He, he might as well get a fucking wheelchair right. with his name on it. It's Pippi Longstocking <laughs> that you got to get rid of. Fuck. I, I hope we trade him. I hope we trade no, him. No, you for don't. Stop that. Some crazy Stop ass that. shit. You, All right. so like, you know All damn right. well you are. Right. At this point, I'll take Bobo over right. Anthony Davis. Right. Calm down. Davis for Bobo. Fuck uh, yeah. I'm going David. Davis <laughs> Calm down. I got to ask Corey one question, then we'll move on to Pokemon Mazzotti. Okay. Oh. Longman, you ain't got... You don't talk, Dave. You don't talk. This is a straight right, question. I'm about, I'm, to my yes, I'm about to say that. I'm gonna. I can need a yes or no answer from you, Court. All right, not right. a yes or no answer. I need one or the other. All right. Who's the best player to ever touch the court? Jordan or LeBron? LeBron. Ah! I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm clocking out. LeBron James. All right. Come on, now we move on. You said you said he couldn't say anything. And he, and he, this man moved from team to, to team in one championship. Am I supposed to come I, I'm dropping my number one point. This the man came out of high oh school. God, really? This out man came school? out of high school, bro. 18 years old. High school. I can't cover his mouth. Let's, let, no, let, let's move on. Hey, no, I'm David, gonna, David, no, move tell on. me a story move when on. LeBron no, wasn't no, no. starting on his high school team. Tell me about it. No, 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 move on. LeBron was always no, starting. Move on. Go. All right, move on. Jordan look. got cut from his high school team. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, hold on. What is it? Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Everybody two repeats, six and zero oh, in the finals. Is that what it is? Six finals MVPs. Ah, with probably and, the and best supporting look, cast in NBA. Are you kidding look, me? Look, 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 go, go, go. Move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. Cleveland. Move on. Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. I just wanted to know what your answer was. Oh my! If I would have known this question would have happened, I would have. Oh my! Because I feel like I feel like everyone on this podcast needs to at least answer that question. No, yeah, LeBron. Because me and Lawman over here, we agree that Jordan. Jordan over LeBron. Now, if you if you have your own little, question. if you have your own little opinion that LeBron better than Jordan, that's all you. All right. I can argue this all day, man. Oh, oh fuck that. We can honestly Andy. have an hour and a half podcast just <laughs> talking about no, this. Move on. But we're gonna move on to the next topic, talking about Zion's rookie extension. Now, mm. now Zion got paid. Like pay, 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 p
I would have started restructuring all of my contract details. Because we got a problem on our hands now. We thought we had a, a superstar. We thought we had a, a freak of nature who could do everything. But once he started ripping out of his shoes, all right, maybe he should have been a football player. Maybe, maybe he shouldn't have been on the basketball court. I, I, I like Zion when they signed him. That was a good route, but I thought he was going to go down. I mean, I like Zion when they signed him, but... I would not have gave him an extension. All right, I would not have gave him an extension. Bro, that's like Kim Jordan on a basketball court. Listen, Corey, if I could have expected you saying what you just said just now, I would have. There was nothing here to expect me for you to say. He only got from time. Oh, oh, man. That's why. Oh, man. New Orleans don't got no other home. Oh, and man, bro. Let's give, let's give the big almost, black guys some money. I almost want to take like a two-minute intervention all. right now. Just to to get myself back into the loop, but let's let's talk about it real quick. I, in my opinion, I think that was rational. That was a very irrational decision they made by signing him to that max rookie contract. Because, like you said, he big and black. That's all they signed him Look, for. Who he, else? He, can hasn't, he hasn't played. Right. He got hurt. And right. the only thing he's proven himself is in the summer league games. Right. That's the only thing you signed him off of. Think about this. He, I mean, you, all right, you, you're looking at his college career, yes. Hold up. Hold on, No, no, no. He dealt, okay, obviously he's dealt with injuries in the past. Yeah. We know that. Right. But when he's on the court, he averages 25.7 points a game. He Monster. averages 7 rebounds and 3.2 system, assists per game. That's a 330 pounder. How many, how like, that's, that's crazy that's, as fuck, that's bro. Impressive. I want to know how, how many, many minutes he averaged. How many minutes? I, I, I don't know the exact See, like, number. How but many minutes? I, but when he's average. on the court, you know, no, like I, when he's on the court, and he's I don't healthy. disagree with you. When he's on the court, he's a difference maker. But he gets hurt too often and too frequently, and he he can't keep himself in in shape to be paid a hundred and ninety three million for five okay. years. Okay, all right, hold up. You let him go. What, what you have for that? You have Herbert Jones. You have Jose Alvarado. No, Alvarado. I'm not saying you, you let him go. I'm saying you say Jose Grand Theft Alvarado. What's going to attract people to New Orleans? I'm just no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying give a proven contract. Beignets. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm saying you give him a proven contract. You say, all right. Here's this amount of money for this one year. You prove it to me that I should be paying you this much. Yeah, but at the same time, though, he proves that. Guess what? That that amount of money he wants goes through the roof. Yep. And, and that comes to that contract extension of $193 million. When yep. he proves to that, staying healthy throughout the whole but year, now, guess what? He said, I want $250 million. Which I, don't, I, don't, I don't think y'all know is his contract has the potential to reach up to $231 million if he makes an all-star NBA team. Which he will I mean, by default. Wait, yeah, yeah. One, if he I has mean, one good I mean, year. Because he's what, Corey? Big and black. <laughs> oh, my Listen. God. No, for real, for real, for real, for real. And I'm saying that for this reason. I'm saying this for this reason. Zion is an excellent marketing tool for any team that he's on. Exactly. He's a one-of-a-kind player. Exactly. You've never seen a player like him before. He's like Box uh, Blake Griffin, but ten times better. With, you know with the saying? skill set of a point guard. Exactly. So yeah. I'm not just shitting on him, but he's actually a good player, I feel like. But... I just looked up the stat. He averaged what? 33 minutes a game. First year, he did 61 games. Second year, he did 85, 31, 33 minutes a game. I look. As his career progresses, I promise you that decline. It's not gonna. It's not gonna increase. I, I don't know about I that. It's not, gonna, I promise you, it's not know. gonna. Increase. I think it's just gonna look like Shaq's Think about it. Was Shaq known for cardio? Yeah. Name me one big 
guy that was just known for his cardio and they would play. It's going to decline over the years. So they signed him for that marketing deal for commercials, advertising, make New Orleans relevant. All of that's good. You had to because what you said earlier was right. It was smart to do it now instead of later. Yeah, that was a very good point. Smart to do it now versus later. But could they have spent that money elsewhere? Yes, but they wouldn't have because that would have mean they would have had to admit that. Yeah, they didn't know the fuck they was doing. Which actually, a lot of a lot of people don't know is New Orleans was in a race for Kevin Durant for a while. And yeah, yeah, but the fact that like the rising superstars they have on New Orleans does not amount to the skill level of Kevin Durant, in my opinion. Like Jose Alvarado, that's a big rising name. Bi, that's a big rising name. Zion only played what like one and a half seasons, half a season maybe. Like, but that's a rising aim. Biggest, and I just believe that New Orleans has a bigger future than what they want to do if they want to win now. But the biggest thing for me is Kevin Durant, as we know, has gone to Oklahoma City. Right. Gone to Golden State. Right. Has gone to Brooklyn. Right. Brandon Ingram was drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. He was then traded to New Orleans Pelicans. For the, uh, the Anthony Davis, Davis trade. trade. Right. He could have easily requested a trade out of there whenever they were got off. But he didn't. Because Facts. the Pelicans believed in him, okay? The Pelicans believed in his skill sets, his abilities, and things of that nature. That's all I'm saying when it comes to, you know, guys that when you talk about them getting traded and things like that. Brandon Ingram, great player. But the Pelicans believed in him so much that they gave him that rookie extension last summer right. for five years, $190 million, I want to say. And he got paid, bro. He got paid like a number one superstar. Absolutely. He's not. But the thing with me is Kevin Durant in my opinion, is the most selfish player in the NBA. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. That, and he used to be my favorite, bro. Absolutely. Next to Kyrie. Kyrie yeah. Two of the most selfish players on the same team. I agree. And for you to sit there and you, and you want to say, you know, they were in the running form. Absolutely. If you can give up Brandon Ingram, if you can get up Valanciunas, Herbert Jones, absolutely. You're going to be in the run for Kevin Durant. But at the end of the day, do you want somebody that's selfish? Or do you want somebody that's committed to the team? Exactly. You and, feel and like Zion is committed to the team? Or Brian is? See, so, both of them? No, I, I want to say this. I think that everybody around Zion is committed to, committed to the team. So I think that's the biggest thing, is that Zion's on a team where everyone's talented. He saw what they did this year when he, when he brought the, the Phoenix Suns to get to six games in, in the first round of the playoffs. He understands their heart, their grit, their talent. The question that becomes is Zion committed. And with C.J. McCollum, with Brandon Ingram, all those guys putting the effort for the New Orleans Pelicans, he sat there. He said, "I want to be a part of that. Yep. I want to be a part. I want to be a part yep, of the Willie facts. Green system. That's I want to be I a part agree. of that system going forward." And that's the biggest thing for me is that when Zion Williamson signs that contract, absolutely, it's not the best contract because of his his past injuries. Absolutely, right. But when he's on the court with Brandon Ingram, with C.J. McCollum, with Herbert Jones, with Jose Alvarado, with Valanciunas, that team is so damn scary. The amount of capital that they would have to, obviously they would have given, other teams would have to give a lot of capital in order to get Zion Williamson. They have to trade five players plus, you know, multiple first round picks. Mm -hmm. But with Zion Williamson already in their possession, they had to lock that up and say, hey, are you going to be a part of this or are we going to have to trade you? And with him signing that contract, it just proved to me that he believes in this team a lot more than what we expected him to. The only thing I have to say is that it feels like from an outsider's perspective of being watching the Pelicans, that you're putting all your chips on black. Mm-hmm. You're putting all your chips on one on one player. <laughs> you put you I put mean, all your chips on Zion. All of them. Which, <laughs> which I I I don't. Look, you're a low market team. 
trying to make it big. Yeah. You're putting all your chips on one player. Haven't really, but I haven't but, really had a superstar since Chris Paul, in but, my opinion. You say that, but they did that without him on the court. If he was on the court and they said, hey, we're going to throw you all this money, no, 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 not, and then no, went in next year, instead of beating and taking the Suns to six games, we're going we're to need you to take us to the next round. Look at, look at the games that Zion did play. His first game, checking into the game, he hit fucking three threes back-to-back as 330-pound fucking strong forward. Are you crazy, bro? <laughs> talking a first He's sitting round behind the arc shooting shots. Crazy. <laughs> That's fucking insane. That's like taking a half-court shot with Shaq on 2K. That's not going to happen. But it's, it's insane. It's like I, I truly believe that the C.J. McCollum trade made Zion believe in this team and make him want to stay. Look, yeah. all I'm saying is, is that I'm not saying that you're wrong, that the team without Zion made it to six games with the Suns. Yep. I'm saying that you're putting on a lot of pressure. A lot of, you're putting all your chips on one place. In one place. On Zion, who has been injury prone, who has, who hasn't fully proven herself because he hasn't played a full season yet. You you Look. see what he did in college? Yes, but yeah, he transferred in the NBA, and I believe he could do it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I need to see a full, full 82 games. Full. Full, full. I agree with that because if Zion gets hurt, New Orleans Pelicans drop completely and off the ESPN. At the, at the same time, listen, listen, listen. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. They're not covering the Pelicans. At the same time, the injuries that Zion had does not favor a 300-pound person, bro. A knee injury, an ankle injury, that's a lot of pressure coming down on your joints. So if you have all that weight coming down on your joints, you have to treat it right. You have to. You have to prove you can play. You have to Dave, prove you this, can. This is, this is a better question. How many games do you think Zion playing this year? You think he? I, I mean, mean I, I don't think he not plays half of them, but a little less than I half. I'm saying about 65. You say 65. 65 yeah. to 70. 65. If he, plays, if he plays 65 to 70 games, fully healthy, and produces that much money, he got 85 I, and I will 61. retract my statement. I will apologize for what I said right How now. Long? I think Zion this year plays about 60 games. If he right. plays 65 to 70, makes the All-Star game, and proves that the Pelicans are a team to be fearful for. They were fear last year without them on the court, though. I'm telling even more fearful. Okay. All right. I'm talking about scary All right. even beating up the one seed. All right. I'm saying if they get that, then I will retract my statement. I will, I will, I will come on this back on this podcast, and I will apologize for what I said about Zion. All right. But I'm saying this, <laughs> this is, this is a proven season for Zion. Tell me why I drafted you first round. Tell me why I paid you this money. Prove it right now why I paid you this money. But we move on to the next topic, which is the MLB. We move on to current standings in the MLB. Dave, you want to take away the current standings? Let's do it. It might get heated. Just, just I want to let you know that it might get a little heated here. My Rockies still stand at forty-three and fifty. Correct. Um, Chris Bryant's injury did not help. Correct. I, I really wish he comes back in full health. Aaron Judge, y'all better figure out your contract situation because if huh. not, guess where he coming? Colorado. He's not going to Colorado. Stop Colorado. That. He's not going there. And the home run leader will be on our team if y'all don't figure out a contract situation. Tell you, you better watch out for Jose Altuve stop too. That. You better stop. Uh, Carlos Rodon is going to get signed out of free agency. He's going to be our starting pitcher. Um, he just so Tony Otani better better figure out a long term contract with the Angels because not guess where you going Colorado. Um, other than that, 
it's really just a first a first place race in the AL between your team and your mm. team. Mm. The Yankees and Astros. Two and a half games out, by the way. See, now we, now we talk about playoffs. Yeah. After the All-Star break, we talk about playoffs. John Carlos, now. a dog. Jose Altuve, a bitch for sitting out the game. <laughs> he got hit on the kneecap. <laughs> Play through it. You Listen, hold up. If, if you Listen, get hit with a 90-mile-an-hour slider on the kneecap. I didn't tell him to sit down like that. And you, you expect me to play? He's a break. Oh my After All-Star break? Oh, my break? God. Stop that. After All-Star break? Stop. After All-Star break? He's like, that's like a whole bye week. He played both, he played both games yesterday. I'll say it he like this. After the All-Star break. That's what you you're saying. You can pay me a couple million dollars right now. I'll take a fastball to the kneecap, <laughs> and I'll play 18 innings. <laughs> But that's just me. Maybe I don't know the pain. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like for a couple billion, I'll crawl out of the field. I can tell you, you don't know the pain of the yeah, hey, 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 whenever, yeah, whenever you can't run or walk, yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm going on. Yeah, pussy. Oh, he's a bitch yeah. and a pussy. That oh, sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, ne- never mind. Never mind. See, this this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about right here. All right, Dave. Exactly. You, you gonna take over the rest of them? You want me to take over for the rest of them? That's about it from my from my uh, divisional standings. Wait till we get to the All Star game, though. All right, I'll get. I'll take we just it went over. to the All Star game. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking. About, we're talking about the standings. Oh, yeah, we're talking right. about the standings right <laughs> we're now. We're still talking about standings. <laughs> so in the standings, AOS is obviously controlled by the Houston Astros. They're sixty-one and thirty-two, followed by the uh, the Seattle Mariners, who are fifty-one and forty-two. The Twins. The, let me tell you real quick. If you if you listen to this podcast, the AL Central might be the most confusing. Division in all of baseball. Fucking delusion. Let me tell you, whenever you got some team in first who was 50 and 44, and the next team behind you is 46 and 44, <laughs> how does that happen? How do you have four less games than the other team? And then the third place team is 46 and 46. I don't understand this rent, this whole division. This the That's whole tight. division. This whole division better just flip the coin at the end of the season and just say, all right, we sending you to the playoffs. All right. AL East is obviously dominated by the New York Yankees, 64 and 30. NL West is. Again, I've told many of our listeners, NL West is what you want to watch. This is the same division with the Rockies, Dodgers, Padres. Dodgers are stealing it right now, but second place is open for whoever wants to enter the wild card race, whether it be the Rockies, whether it be the Giants, whether it be the Padres. Shout out to the Colorado Rockies, man. Shut up. Stop now, talking. Now, NL Central, I said that the beginning of the season is still true now. Brewers, Cardinals, they fight back and forth for first yeah. place. They're going to fight back and forth until it's September. I'm going to call it now. I'm going to stay with it. They're not going to – no one else in that division even matters. Pirates, Cubs, Reds, ain't nobody matters in that division. Brewers, Reds, Brewers, Cardinals are the only two that matter in the NL Central. Now, NL East, I argued with Longman last week about this. The Mets and the Braves are at the top of the division. Right after our podcast, they had a two, they had a three-game set. Mets took it. I think two to three, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. So, those are those are two teams. You, if you see them on TV, you best damn watch it. You best damn watch the Mets and the Braves. You gonna watch some damn good baseball. I don't care if you're a baseball fan or not. That's some damn good. That's baseball. the one I need to tune into. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. The Mets Braves. Mets the Mets Braves. Those are two teams that absolutely do not like each other and absolutely are fighting for the division right now. The Mets pitching is immaculate. I have to say, when that's the best Mets pitching, pitching in the MLB is the best pitching in the MLB. I have to say that's the most. Even though I'm not the biggest baseball fan, that's the most interesting part of the game. 
that I do like to watch. It's the, the game within the pitches, game. The different pitches that the, the pitches are really throwing. ML, because baseball in itself is a game within a game. Which, if you look at it, somebody's throwing 98 miles per hour and that ball's moving at least two to three feet. That's insane. Yeah. That's, that's fucking that's wild. That's ridiculous. You, you're trying to hit a five-inch ball. I never, I never realized how hard it was till I actually saw it in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was sitting right there. Was where, like, where, where were y'all sitting at at the Cubs game? Man, I was sitting, I was sitting probably like in the left field, kind of towards the corner. But the first time I really saw like pitching in person was right here at UL. I went to their game, yeah. And I was sitting directly behind the dugout. Complete, huh? Right, yeah. So they was throwing that thing, and I was like, bro, what the fuck? This is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> No, but oh, yeah. in the NL East right now, the Mets are leading 58-35 to the Braves who have 56-38. I'm telling you, right now, that's those two teams, that's going to be back. Acuna is my favorite player. I think so the Braves are going to right I really do think the Braves are going to take it out whenever it comes October or when it comes to September or August. I think the Braves are going to find a way to pull it out. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the, the Mets find a way. I said it. I said it earlier that I feel like they're gonna fizzle out, but right now they're getting Max Scherzer back, which is an ace pitcher for them, and the Grom's making good strides to come back. As long as those two stay healthy, I don't see I don't see them lacking in the division. Right. You know anything that. about the standings? Nope, not at all. Just you know the, the dominance of all these these different teams that are above. You know, their divisions, the Astros, the Yankees. The, the Twins only have a two-game lead, I, I believe it is, in the AL Central. I think so, yeah. Um, the Dodgers. Are, Again, that's that's a fucked-up division. Yeah. The, the Dodgers, you know, running away with their division with the Padres. It's really behind. fight for second place um, for the wild card race. And then, as you said, in the, the NL Central, it's the Brewers and the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, yeah. So, y'all saying it should be a good playoffs this year? Oh, oh it's, yeah, for it's, some day we just tune into. Look, that's going to be lit. And I'll tell you one thing, you better play on FanDuel because them parlays yeah. going to be crazy. <laughs> Look, I haven't been. This, gonna be I really crazy. haven't been this excited. I'm gonna say this as a Yankee fan. I haven't been this excited for a Yankee season in a while. But I'm also looking at the outside. I'm looking at competition. I'm looking at other things. Yeah. This is the most. This might be one of the most competitive postseasons ever in baseball. Which honestly, if you're well, still I'm a fan of the Phillies, bro, try to see what they talk about. This if, year. if you're still a fan of the Phillies, I wouldn't even fault you because they're doing fine right now too. Look and look, the Phillies. Good Bryce, team to get behind. Bryce, Philly, Bryce Harper no though is hurt. That's the scary thing. <laughs> Bryce Harper is hurt. So once he comes back, it's, it's interesting. The Phillies, Braves, and Mets are all in the same division. If the Phillies get hot, and the other two get cold, they're gonna make the playoffs. If they all get hot at the same time, it's really who's just the better team at that point. That's true. So, That's true. So look, here he I, fucking I, go. I ain't gonna doubt the, the fucking Astros. cheaters. I, I ain't gonna diss the Astros you said right now. One too. Hope you know that. I ain't gonna diss the Astros right now. But listen, Hope listen, you know listen, that. listen to this. Once I, once September hits and playoff baseball starts, this is gonna be the most intense playoff baseball I might have ever watched in my 22 yeah. years. <laughs> Just because you have you have teams with such talent going up against each other in this off season or this postseason, you it's gonna be bro? some. It's gonna be something to watch. You hot? It's gonna be something to watch. It's, it's gonna be fun. I'm saying. But we move on from MLB standings to the All Star Game and All Star Weekend. Did y'all watch any of the All Star events? I actually no, did, and guess what? I was working here. I was watching it on the Bar TV. Okay. 
So the American League extended their winning streak to nine games, defeating the NL three to two. Sure, fucking did. High five on that. Sure one. did. I would high five y'all, but I'm in the NL. Fuck yep, y'all. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Shout out to John Carlos Stanton for reaching the MVP honors. No, I'm, not even, I'm not even gonna talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I have my own opinion of it, but I'm not gonna even talk about it. I'm gonna get it's to ridiculous. it. So don't worry about it. It's, oh. it's, it's like saying we're gonna give the MVP to somebody that that tied the game, but not the one that actually gave us the, the, the advantage in the game. Yeah. That's like that's, 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 that's like that's like in 2019 whenever George Springer timed the All Star game. At, I think it was like two to two, and then Bregman hit the the go ahead home run, and they gave the award to Bregman. That's who you give it to, the one that actually won you the game. But, you know, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> Shit. I'm just telling you, they oh. said vote for your all-star MVP. I voted for John Carlos So my vote matters. <laughs> oh, when it comes to MLB, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Uh, Kershaw. I was happy yesterday, though, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw being one of the only, only one of the six players to be a starting pitcher during the all-star game at their home stadium. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh... The mic up while the pitching was yeah. very fun the during the All-Star Mike game. Mike was my favorite part of the All-Star game. That was very fun. You got to hear him grunt. Like, sure. yeah, <laughs> be like, oh, fuck, this is going to strike. <laughs> I thought that was very fun. I thought that was very interesting that this shit incorporates all the games throughout the year. See, you say that, but at the same time, if, I, if I'm mic'd up, and I'm losing. I ain't talking to nothing now. I'll be cursing oh, into the fucking mic. Yeah, it's gonna be. That's like saying you couldn't even post that on ES. It's like you saying you you down by 14 and you're a quarterback. You want to be mic'd oh, up? You want no. the announcer to be like, so uh, what y'all running on this play? I'll be like, shut the fuck up. Hey, what the fuck are y'all doing? Uh, I'm fuck what y'all talking about? Fuck right you. Now. <laughs> um, Tim Anderson's double play in the first inning was amazing. I, I thought that was like Tim Anderson's double play. Dude, that was the second baseman double play right there. Yeah. I, I don't agree. Remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, about. dude, that it was like a it was a throw to Ramirez on first base I, or Guerrero, that Guerrero, Guerrero. Jr., right? Yeah, on first base, that was amazing, dude. That, that was probably throw? yeah behind the bag. That was the greatest double play I ever seen in my life. Um, Bartolo Colon is the biggest All Star snub. Oh he should have. He should. Wait, hold up, 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 hold up. That's that's the next one. Hold up, hold up. Um, Kevin Gosman, I think he should have made the All Star game. Yeah. Okay. I ain't got the stuff yet. Right. Other than that, okay, we're, we're that's transitioning. All I have to say about the All Star. I think we're just gonna talk about all All Star game. All Star game. Okay. Facts. Okay. Go for it. So I'm gonna I'm I'm talk real quick about the All Star game. All Star game in itself, I love it. I love watching those people mic'd up. Watching um, Alex Alec Manoa being mic'd up. Basically taking information from the announcers, telling where to, uh, who would have pitch. That was fun to watch. <laughs> um, having J. Rod on the mic, that was cool. Um, listening to Nestor Cortez and uh, Jose Trevino talk back and forth, that was funny. Nestor Cortez, man, what you got to say about Nestor Cortez, Larman? He ain't got nothing to say about Nestor. He ain't Cortez. better than Justin Merlin. <laughs> Fuck this over Atlanta, because guess Fuck what? You. He had two Tommy's on surgeries no, at the age of what? 39. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Who, who leads the MLB in an AO MLB wins as a starting pitcher? Who is that? Enlighten me. Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander. Who's in second? Who's in second? Jameson Tyon. Damn, Tyon. He didn't impress me when he faced the Astros. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't either, but he still ended up, they still won that game. No, that was the first. Well, Corey, you don't know this is a Yankees fan. This is an Astros fan. I see, I see they heated. <laughs> I need to start watching because they, 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 they. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All I do is just instigate it, bro. That's all I do is just instigate it. No, no, no. Talking about the All-
you got to give it to the man who tied the game. Because without his home run, guess what? Game's not tied. What's See, his name, Adam? What's his, name, Adam? What's his name, Adam? What's his name? That is... Game's not tied if you know That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, John Carlos fans. I think that, you that, to the guy that, who gave that is the, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Exactly. At the same time, okay. Hold on. You I tie it up, great. But if the guy that wins right, you the All Star right. game should be a worthy MVP. I agree in with that point. I do agree with it's, that. It's point. not even close. <laughs> and when I saw he won it, oh, nobody uh, likes uh, the tie. What's absolutely not. Tie? But I would look second place. I'm giving to Byron Buxton. You know, I give it to second place. Second place, I give it to Emmanuel Chasse. Know why? Because he closed the game. Three straight strikeouts. Ninth, in, ninth so? inning, he came in. Threw in. Hey, so you were talking about Dave. how hard MLB Dave. hitting is? Imagine a cutter. So a cutter moves about six inches, right? I've seen that piece. All right? A hundred mile per hour cutter. You think you can hit that? Absolutely not. Dave, guess who won the All-Star game? Dale? Yeah, but guess what? Dave. They get, guess, guess who was the starting oh, pitcher in the one game got the win. from Ravaldez? Uh, pitcher for the Houston Astros. Hey, and he blew me some parlays. Fuck from Ravaldez. Damn. Well, fuck That's you. Tough. That's tough. Hey, I don't, I don't know too much about the MLB, but this is one thing I got to say about the MLB. There's no, nothing more embarrassing than all of sports than a pitcher getting pulled from the game. <laughs> After stinking that shit up, like I can't After think of a fucking sport the game up. That's like that's probably the most embarrassing thing I across all sports in general, bro. Is that, like that's that, that and the worst the part is everybody <laughs> clapping for you right. when you walking off the field. I couldn't imagine that because look like doesn't like the doesn't like the game manager come from the dugout and go talk to him on the mound and like hey, the, I the team manager walks out the fucking shit. He walks. He walks all he the way to the suck. mound. Get off the field. He walks all the way to the mound. He says, in front of thousands of he people. Goes, he goes, he goes, hey man, hand me the baseball. Everybody coming for you. That has to fucking suck. He goes, he goes, hand me the baseball. You don't get the ball no more. We got your replacement. Got to run off the field right. from the outfield. That has to be the most embarrassing oh, thing man. ever, bro. Oh shit. That's That's just, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, whenever you have a shitty start and that walk off the field might be the worst How you go home to your family after that? Like if you got your son in the yeah. crowd and he's yeah. watching the game, he's like, damn, what You, you just take it off the game. Daddy got taken off the game. <laughs> you gotta take that one off the chest. But at least in football, you can act like you're hurt. Like, you can't even do that in baseball. It's just like, no, you're perfectly healthy. You just suck. No, you, just gave, up. To go. you just gave up six runs. Get off the field, please. <laughs> no, but uh, another thing about the All Star game, about the All Star weekend, is I don't know if y'all saw the uh, celebrity game. I watched the celebrity game because it's just fun to watch, you know, just celebrities play baseball because they're just they're just old people trying to play games. It, it's some of the same things you never thought you would ever see in your life. So I. I, I watched it this weekend. So the guy from Breaking Bad, the main guy, Walter White, yeah, he got hurt. Saw, saw. You know how he got hurt, though? Coyle Ray ran into him. You will never in your life say Coyle Ray hurt Walter White. No more parties in my mansion, bitch. You will never say in your life again, Coyle Ray hurt Walter White. You will never say Coyle Ray is talking to Walter White. And I'm like, yeah. Did you see him flash out? Yeah. Like, that was the funniest thing ever. That was the funniest thing ever. 
uh, Brian Cranston is his name. He wild out. He he argued, he kicked dirt on the umpire, and he got some cause. I'll never see nothing like that again. He, he, he represented his character well. But it's, it's, it's things like that in the All-Star, in the Celebrity All-Star game you'll never hear again. You'll never hear, oh yeah, Quavo is beefing with Walter White right now. You'll like, right, right. never hear that ever again. <laughs> Like, it's just stupid shit like that. I love seeing it. And I always count, like, kids as them. Because, obviously, they get on because of errors. But, I mean, I mean, it's J.K. Simmons. So, J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man got a trip like that. Right, right. And you'll never hear that shit again, ever, in your life. <laughs> no, that shit different. <laughs> but also, the Home Run Derby was live. We all we all made bets. I know we didn't make bets. We all guessed who we were going to win. Yes, I say J-Rod. So, I, I got semifinals, and both of these boys said Ronald Acuna, who... Uh, did he make it out of the first round? I don't, I don't even know. No, I don't. I know what I'm talking about right now. I'm so confused. <laughs> P <laughs> beat him 2019 uh, in the first round. But, man, that whole All-Star weekend was just fun to watch. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Got anything to say about the All-Star game before we get to our final take? Yeah, absolutely. Or, uh, or, uh, no, I'll, I'm sorry. Uh, I will say, though, that it's an absolute shame that Ryan Stanek was not a name in All-Star. In 33 games, pitched as a, a as a Houston, and I, I know it's Houston Astro, but just just give me a chance to, t to be able to tell you go the ahead, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If I were to tell you he was 1-0 in 33 games appeared, he has a .59 ERA, 30.2 innings pitched, 33 strikeouts, and a whip of 1.11. Not bad. I could do better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's it's an absolute embarrassment that he wasn't an All Star, and it's a shame that guys like Gregory Soto and Jorge Lopez were All Stars above him. It's 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 comical at this point. Gregory Soto in 33 games is two and four with a 2.59 ERA and 31.1 innings pitched with 32 strikeouts and a whip of 1.24. It's look the the fact that he wasn't an All Star is absolutely embarrassing. I'm. I don't disagree with you. Believe it. I'm, 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 I'm okay. just going to sound like I am, but I promise you I'm not. Okay. <laughs> every, it probably is. Every team is guaranteed two All-Star spots, at yeah. least. Facts. The Detroit Tigers had basically nobody to be the All-Star. But, but would you rather be uh, a, a, a case of where you say, here you go, who's a participation trophy? Or you give it to the best reliever, the second, first or second best reliever in all of the best I'm the not saying you're wrong. Leagues. I'm just saying at some point the MLB. This isn't our decision. I, if in my opinion, I would vote for your guy too. But we don't vote for pitchers. We only vote for position players. Right. The fans only vote for position players. Right. Which is ridiculous too by Jordan, Al Jordan Alvarez is not the DH, but whatever. Listen. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying, we don't vote on pitchers. That's the MLB voting on pitchers. So, the MLB needed two more spots to be filled by the Tigers. So, every team feels like they got a participation award. So, so the bigger question, if they had to have a position filled by the Tigers, did Miguel Cabrera He did. He had, he had one of them. Okay, because that's the only player I know from the Tigers. He, he and Soto were the only two from the Tigers. And who? Soto, the guy that took Juan? No, 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 no. No, Gregory Soto. Gregory Soto. Oh. Yeah, he's a relief pitcher. No. Every team is guaranteed two All-Stars. So that's that's the reason why they had him over your guy. And I, I agree, that's kinda of fucking sucks, but it's 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 stupid how the MLB does it, but it's just how it goes. 
But my MLB snubs, I, I mean, the only snub I got, by the way, but is uh, Michael King. I feel like should have made it from the Yankees. Glaber Torres should have made it, especially when uh, Jose bowed out. I think Glaber Torres should have definitely taken the backup spot at least. Uh, Brian Robinson and Freddie Freeman were my only two. But now we 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 come down to our final takes. All right, all right, all I'm right. I'm going to let Corey take over. Final take, Corey. Go ahead with your final take, Corey. And you got a minute to talk about whatever you want, Just a minute to talk about whatever you want. Whatever you want. Sports related, financially related, emotionally related, whatever. If I got a minute to talk about anything, first of all, I'm proud of these guys on the Second Take Podcast. Thank y'all for coming by KOK, giving the business some exposure. Glad to be here. If you here. don't know me, my name is C. McCoy. I'm the CEO of KOK. I have my own, you know, uh, podcast. It's called Wait That Ass right. Up. Yes, but sir. we talk about small businesses. This podcast is a small business. Yeah. So I hope to talk to y'all after this. You know what I'm saying? Let's get some things in mind to help grow y'all small business and make it even bigger. You know what I'm saying? But more than anything, I just want to encourage y'all guys to keep on going. This is fun, bro. Like, sure. I had a lot of fucking fun yeah, doing this man. podcast with y'all. Hopefully, I can come back on here for again, sure. you Absolutely. know what I'm saying, hey, before the years. Hey, we definitely Absolutely. appreciate it, man. We definitely for appreciate sure. it. So, that's, that's my final take. Y'all keep it up. Absolutely. And Absolutely. listeners, if y'all get a chance, you know, tune in to Wake That Ass wake Up, 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah. every Monday morning. Stop we'll the week off right. Hey, we'll make sure to promote what you got yes. going on. For sure, for sure, Which, for sure. From my final take is... I have a couple things. So the NFL season is coming up. Uh, fantasy football league soon. We might hold a second take podcast. Uh, fantasy yeah. football league. Corey, we recently talking about uh, a KOK fantasy podcast. It's out. You know, fantasy it's football out. league. Um, y'all don't want to see me in fantasy football because I'm really cold with it. No, you're honestly. not. Wrong. Stop. I'm better than Howie Roseman. I tell you that. Hey, but, hey, I signed out a year to game. Uh, uh, you were scared of us. The man said next year. Stop that. that yeah, definitely. Stop. Um, Corey, Corey, your wake that ass podcast, wake that ass up podcast, really uh influenced me to you know continue with my life and and, and how it's going and. We've talked off the record about stuff, and I really appreciate you giving us this opportunity to, you know, be with, be here with you, and, you know, everything is, y'all, y'all might not know, but I actually work for KOK, and I, yeah. I really, I really appreciate y'all giving this opportunity to me, and, you know, to better my life, and this is what I've always wanted to do. Me and casa, casa. Yeah. This, this, this environment, this environment is is unlike any other, and like they truly accept you for who you are. So I I, I really want to appreciate like I appreciate you, Bell, Trajan, Jared, everybody for giving me this opportunity, and especially on this podcast, you know. For sure. Um, we appreciate you, David. For sure. I appreciate for sure. it. Uh, the community appreciates you. Yeah. Everybody who is KOK, they don't even know it, but they fucking love David. That's it. <laughs> making sure that food come out right. Um, make sure to check out Corey's podcast and follow his Instagram at Wake That Ass Up, as well as ours at Second Dot Take Official, for more updates on collabs and future episodes. Corey, we really hope us three to. To be on Wake That Ass Up one day. And we oh, really, sure. coming soon. Coming we really soon. want to talk to you about sure, bro. how you feel about everything. Yeah. And uh, we hope to talk to you about off the record off the, about this podcast. Coming soon. Everything sure. that we got to do. Uh, y'all want to give any closing remarks? Yeah, so, so to kind of continue off of the, the final take element, you know, I just want to give a shout out to Jay Johnson, what he's done in the transfer portal so far. Right. I'm um, going out and getting Tommy White, uh, Christian, Christian Little, Carter Young, Patrick Hurd. Um, Paxton Kling from the from his, one of his recruits out of his his, his class and then the other signings 
has signed with the LSU Tigers. LSU baseball is going to be very interesting. It's going to be one of those things that, you know, it's either Omaha or bust. You know, if they don't get to Omaha, Jay Johnson is going to be on the hot seat. Okay. Because mm, all these, these, these transfers you're getting in from these different schools that are elite and that have proven it, if you don't get to Omaha, watch out. But... LSU baseball should be, should be very fun this year, especially after the signees that they got and the recruits that they got. I agree. I'm going to bring it back old school. By old school, I mean about two podcasts ago, whenever I always talked about the Yankees for my final take. So I'm going to say for the trade deadlines coming up for the MLB, this is whenever news gets broken. Every every second, got to be ready, ready for MLB trade deadline news. Um, I'm really hoping for my team, at least. I'm hoping we go get a pitcher. I'm hoping for Luis Castillo, maybe even. Y'all need that depth. No offense. Y'all need that depth. I know, I know. Especially because we get we get hurt. We get hurt fast. Um, I'm hoping for an outfielder, maybe uh, Ian Happ, not Anthony Benintendi, because because recently he the Royals went to go play in uh, in Canada. In Canada, you need a vaccination. And uh, Anthony Benintendi refuses to get one, so I don't want him, especially if we have to go play the, the Blue Jays in the postseason. Right. So I need Ian Happ on my team, preferably not Joey Gallo. Just anyone but go Joey Gallo. I want to thank Corey for letting us take over no the crew problem, for the night. Man. Yeah, no we appreciate problem. it, man. Thank you so much. I do apologize to our listeners that today's episode is a little longer, but it's the 10th episode. We got to go all A little long, little background noise, but you know we in the coop posted up at 405 East University. We got to go out. We got to go all out. And whoever wants to smoke an MLB The Show who isn't Ethan to win, <laughs> just come and come and get it, please. Because MLB The Show, I rock. As, as long as your name's not Ethan to win, I mean, we, we cool it. But, I mean, again, thank you, KOK. Thank you, Corey, for letting us thank take over the code. Thank you I appreciate and it. You know, that's that's a loving family we got over here at KOK. Come visit. Come get some good food, some good drinks. Um, we're always welcoming over here, and I appreciate y'all for tuning in.